everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast episode 369 for the week of December 11th, 12th, excuse me, 2015. I'm your host, Chris Privetier, here with my lovely wife, Anna Marie Privetier. It's 12-12. How did you forget that? I don't know. It sounds like a, a date that Bethesda would release a game on, doesn't it? 12-12-15. <laughs> uh, also joining me here, Ellis Wilkinson. Yes. <laughs> coming at you live off her fancy Yeti microphone. Um, I'm coming at you off a new sound card, which may or may not sound any different to you, but it sure is working better than it did last week. Uh, yes. And, uh, let's see. And I have a cat on my lap. Kitty. Kitty. Let's start the show. All right, everybody. It is time for... The big, 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 big feedback show. Yes. 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 So last week, Anna Marie was out and I was sick and (laughs) we had lots of things going on. So I said, please. I I was also in Cornwall. You were in Cornwall. I was stuck in Dallas, Texas. <laughs> yeah, you were. Watching this lady lose her mind. Oh, yeah? Um, so I flew to San Francisco last week, and I flew back San Francisco to Dallas-Fort Worth to Madison. And um, this lady very slowly and methodically lost her mind as the flight was delayed and then canceled. And she was... It was kind of entertaining to watch, and I felt really bad for the gay agents. She couldn't handle this. No, like, whatsoever. She really she couldn't. Could not handle this. Like it's the like most flights board thirty minutes before they leave in the right. continental U.S. And so, basically, the flight was supposed to take off at like seven forty-five, and as soon as seven fifteen hit, this lady started looking around at the people sitting around, and were like, "We should be boarding by now, right? We should be boarding. We should totally be boarding by now." Well, and she I was, was right. Like, well, she was right, but I mean, it's weird that she's like trying to incite the people around her. And I was like, "Viva la revolution!" Exactly. But I was like three seats away from her. I was just far enough away, and I was wearing headphones, so I could hear her. Viva. But I, I was under no social contract to interact with her. Okay. And so, um, as soon as they started delaying the flight, she started complaining to the people around her. And then they sort of I gave told us some, you. I told you. Yeah, kind of. And she got really upset when they had to take the plane away from the gate to test the engine because it was leaking oil. We're gonna die. And uh, even better is she like stomped up to the front of the line when the flight was canceled and complained bitterly and loudly that um, the only hotels they had available were Super Six and Motel Eight. Uh, you got those backwards, actually. Oops, Motel Eight and Super Six. <laughs> no, yeah. you just said them backwards now. <laughs> Super Eight and Motel Six. Okay, there thank you. you. <laughs> That's okay. I waited till like the very end, and they'd run out of rooms in both, so I got put up at a Hawthorne Suite. Yes. Which for free airline night is pretty good. It was a nice bed. It'd be better if you could just pillows, come home. That's okay. But you know, whatever. Yep. So you made it. Yes. In case people are wondering, I didn't she did even, make it home. I didn't make it with my carry-on, though. She did make it home. Uh, it came home about seven hours before I did. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. It's travel. <laughs> travel, 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 travel. But I had fun when I was in San Francisco, so. Alice, have you dealt with any airline agents lately? Uh, no, because I don't fly very often. Well, you know, you need to fix that. There's, there's a big that, yeah. tunnel that she can get to the mainland with. Yeah, pretty much. How's that how that works over there? Yeah, the well, I'm I mean, sure you take that tunnel all the time. Generally, if I'm getting on a plane, it means I'm going somewhere fairly distant. In fact, I think the last time I flew anywhere was that time I flew to Canada. <laughs> that was to see Anna. 
Well, it was yep. to see quite a few people, but yes, me as well. Yeah, Anna no, was we're one just going to say it was Anna. It was also just Sam Anna. Becky as well. Just Anna. God damn it, Chris. I'm also flying to Japan next April. Yay! I booked I'm, the hotel today. I'm, I'm sad because you've now will have gone to Japan twice and I will have gone to Japan. Three times. I will have gone to Japan <laughs> zero times. Sorry. That was kind of uh, mean, but also kind of awesome. So, you know, the, you know what the answer is, Chris. Yep, you need to go to Japan. Go yeah. tomorrow. Uh, no. Alice has got to take you. We, uh, we have a sabbatical coming up. In yeah. three years. In three years. <laughs> if you can wait that long. Mm-hmm. Oh, I also have gone go- like five more times by then. <laughs> I'm, only going for, I'm only going for two weeks, so. Only two weeks. Anyways, we should talk about the big feedback, big, big feedback show. Oh, right, right, right. So because Anna was gone, I said, and I was sick, I said, hey, everyone send in feedback. So we got tons of feedback for you later on in the show. For once, I don't have to beg and sound sad that I didn't get any feedback, so it's awesome. Thank you, everybody, for contributing. We'll get to that later. For right now, it's time to talk about what we've been playing. So first up, contestant number one, Alice Wilkinson, what have you been playing for the last two weeks? Uh, quite a lot, actually, but I've kind of summed it down to like three games and a piece of software. And I think you've been playing Xenoblade as well. I, uh... What do you think about Xenoblade Chronicles, Alice? Um, I haven't actually gotten that far into it yet. I was was kind of waiting for a weekend so I could sit down and put a couple of decent, like, length play sessions into it. I was going to say, whole thing about working a new job and learning lots of new things is generally I've been sticking towards things that, um, you know, I can complete in slightly shorter play sessions. You know, just putting a lot of time into Warframe or something like that. Uh, which just got a new update, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I am through... Well, hold on. <laughs> Xenoblade. We talked about yes. that. Let's finish that. Um, <laughs> I'm through chapter one and two, which yep. is not very long to get through. Uh, I'm only some way through chapter three. Right. Okay. So, so we're both really early. In. Have you found it to be an extremely slow plotting and boring game so far? Not especially, no. Okay. I found it to be really slow and boring so far. It just it's it's slow. It unravels slowly, which some people can probably tolerate better than I could when I played it. I played it on a Friday night and it was late and I just it put me to well, sleep you, by the end of did it. Did you just did you just spend a lot of time aimlessly drifting though? Well, no, I was doing the story and stuff. Okay. I got through the first two chapters. I don't know. And it's like, there was nothing fun to do that was aimlessly drifting. Why? Is that what I should be doing? I don't know. I mean, the, the whole the game, as far as I'm aware, was advertised on the size of its open world and side quests and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, if, you know, I, if, I mean, you've, I think you've gotten to the point, at the very least, that the side quests unlock, because the, the first two chapters is what? Getting to the crashed city. and yeah, The first it. two chapters is tutorial. Yeah, yeah. So by the time you start chapter three, I think that's when they start <coughs> opening side quests and the like. Yeah, so I need to do some of those and see how I like it and if it's better. Yeah. So, um, as far as I'm aware, you don't get your giant robot until chapter six, which is like that's 30 hours into the game. Like how many? Like 30 hours into the game. 
Well, considering how quickly the other chapters go, I can't see it can be 30 hours unless you I think it is because you start doing side, side quests. Questing. Yeah. Yeah, and then just get distracted and spend all your time doing side quests. Right. Which, if that's the point of the game, I could see that happening a lot. Hmm. Yeah, I know. I could definitely see that. And there seems to be a lot of depth in the character class system. I, but I've only changed character class once so far. Do you like the story so far? Uh, yeah. Okay. I thought it well, was kind of generic. Seems, seems to be going somewhere interesting with it. Right. Um, kind of reminds me of the original Xenogears. Although it's kind of going to would kind of be very, very, very difficult to get us kind of go as far as that game went off the deep end. Oh, I'm sure they'll come up with a way. Uh, well, the only way no, the only way they could really come up with something like that is if they killed the budget for disc two. That's <laughs> what happened to Xenogears. Well, that doesn't help. No. Um, and there's no disc two here, so we know that didn't happen. Yeah, so, so I think we're good. And the the, the I'd say the soundtrack's pretty good. Um, you know, looks nice for a Wii U game. Yeah. I just think I need to put more time into it before forming a better opinion of it. I agree, and I just haven't been able to. So you've been putting more time into Warframe, right? Yep. So what is up with this new update? So, update 18, titled The Second Dream, um, basically answers the question that people have been asking for the last 17 updates, which what actually are the Warframes? <laughs> it took them that long? <laughs> well, it's there's, there's kind of always been kind of veiled in sort of suggestions, speculation, that kind of thing, a bit of foreshadowing here and there. Okay. Um, but this time, it actually kind of conclusively t sort of answers... A sort of quite a bit of extensive backstory of of the frames and so on i say some of it has already been in there um the um some side quests introduced in earlier updates provided some quite extensive lore snippets as to the sort of pre-current state of the solar system which go into um the backstory of all of the current factions in game um it's just that this one actually has things like cutscenes, voice acting you know that kind of thing I kind of don't really want to talk about it that much because um, it's very spoilery. Yeah, it gets um, into spoilers fast. Yeah, it gets into spoilers very quickly. Uh, my advice is anyone who wants to do it, um, there is a prerequisite to starting the second dream quest, which goes into all these lore things. You have to complete a quest called Natah, N-A-T-A-H, um, and you can start that by scanning uh, an unusual-looking drone that randomly appears in Uranus missions. Uh, that probably means a lot more to people people who play Warframe. You need to scan your anus. Ho ho, Chris. Very yeah, funny. Said it. Sorry. Moving on. Warframe, the second dream. They have a website. Yeah, it's you pretty get to cool go to the moon. Such. Yep, the Oricon moon. <laughs> Looks pretty spectacular. Well, Can, given that it's been missing all this time. No, I'm laughing because of something else that I said to Chris earlier this week about one of my games. You can oh. moon Uranus? No. No. Okay. All so, right. um, the, other thing that, the other thing that I played is um, Undertale. Ooh. Hey, that's the game that's like Earthbound, right? Sonic the Hedgehog's tweet mentioned Undertale this week. Yeah, I saw, I saw that. I saw that tweet. That was hilarious. You know you've made it as an indie developer when bigger companies uh, memify you. Yeah. Um, 
Undertale is one of those things where it was kind of one of those big indie hits that developed suddenly sponta- and spontaneously developed a massive fan following, and I completely missed it. Like, I, I can't actually remember when Undertale came out. Anyone remember? September, October? Yeah. So I completely missed it. I didn't buy it originally. Um, I'd, I'd heard a couple of people in my community mention it, but beyond that, you know, I was totally unaware of it um when i went down to cornwall last weekend um i caught my friend who had just started a second uh run through of the plot um so i basically saw uh the ruins up to uh where you front confront papyrus at the end of snowden forest and i was like the soundtrack's amazing i need to play this game so i bought the game using the steam mobile app on my on the train trip home Mm-hmm. and um uh got into it pretty much as soon as i had a spare moment and all i can really say is if you like um either indie rpgs um those kind of old style 16-bit ones um or anything with those kind of first person battle systems or anything to do with uh bullet hell shooters or games with really good soundtracks for the love of god play undertale seriously and go into it blind. Don't just do not look up anything on the internet about it. Just don't do it. Don't do it. Just go into it blind. Play it through. Play it through again. Just why, why do you have to on. play it through twice? Reasons. Okay. <laughs> it is abundantly clear that the guy who made it though has previously worked with um uh what's it, Earthbound before. Mm-hmm. And I know the guy, Toby Fox, has done a um, an Earthbound hack previously. Okay. Um, he also, it, it, it kind of comes through in, his, um, uh, in some of his designs that he very much enjoyed SNES-era uh, JRPGs. Because a couple of, um, like, sly references at Chrono Trigger, I'm pretty sure. Um, and yeah, the music is really good. Um... I would very much advise playing it. It's, I don't know, I don't know how much it is on Steam at the moment. $20 equivalent. So um, it's probably going to... It's, it's worth $10. It. Is it? Yes, it is $9.99 on Steam. Worth it. Oh, oh I, bought the one with the, I bought the one with the soundtrack as well. Yes, that would be 20 Cause, Yeah, because the soundtrack is really good. Um, so I just wanted it to stick it on my, uh, to stick on my uh, MP3 player. Um, although the Steam reviews don't read, uh, don't mean much for it, um, it, it does have a like a ninety eight percent rating out of eighteen thousand nine hundred and thirty five reviews. Its that's Metacritic is ninety four. Yeah, yeah, that's that would be good for a triple A game. That's insane for an indie game. Yeah, and I say I, it, it it itself isn't particularly long. I mean, look, I'm just looking at my Steam playtime. I played nine hours of it. The only game where you can date a skeleton, cook with a lesbian fish. Laugh at amazing puns told by a chubby skeleton and fight a sexy calculator. Yep. <sighs> yeah. Okay. There you go. Um, if you haven't, I'd say honestly, please do play it. Okay. Um, play it this week, Chris. Why this week? Well, so we can talk about it on the podcast next week. What? I'm playing Just Cause 3. He's playing a lot of Just Cause 3 because he can attach cars to helicopters. 
Can you put porta potties um, on top of moving boats? He attached half of an exploded helicopter helicopter to a the front of a military vehicle. And it still it drove. started doing wheelies. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. So what else have you been playing, Alice, before we get into Chris's um, crazy just cause three shenanigans? <laughs> The other thing I kind of want... Well, the other thing that I've put on there that I've mentioned is um, FL Studio 12, which is, you know, a sound editing piece of software. Not heard of it, but I'm looking it up right really? now. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I say it's quite well known, um, but I say it um, playing through stuff, um, I say Undertale definitely helped, but um, I've kind of always wanted to get into um, sort of music composing, so electronic music composing specifically. Oh, this um, is for making music. Okay. Yeah, so it's for making music. Yeah. And so I've downloaded that to play around with, basically. So is this like Acid or something like that? Uh, I'm not familiar with that. Oh, that's Sony Acid. Uh, whatever. It's... It, the, the FL Studio, at least as far as the higher paid versions are, is kind of like professional grade music mixing software. It's, you know, it's fairly like, like the full version of it with all of its various plugins is like over a thousand dollars sort of thing. I have not got that version because I well, don't. It have starts that kind at a hundred. Yeah. So um, I say it. It's um, something. Oh, that... this is Fruity Loops. Is it? Well, uh, yeah, Fruity Loops. I think is one of the plugins for it at this point. Okay. Is that FL what FL stands, stands for? Yeah. I'm going to assume FL stands for Fruity Loops. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've, I'm familiar with Fruity Loops. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But it's on like version. That's their old name. And, yeah, they've they've yeah. updated their name. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm familiar with Fruity Loops. Yeah. Yeah, and so then yes, it would be like Acid, or it's also apparently in its top end, it's more like a full on doll, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. And now, funnily enough, the creator of Undertale, Toby Fox, has did do a full tutorial on how to use FL Studio back when about four years ago, because I think it's what he uses to make the music that. Oh, he made his, his own games. music. Wow, cool. Well, yeah, he, he's the composer and the programmer and the maker for Undertale. It's pretty much and a one-man job. And his name sounds like um, it's a stage name. What, Toby Fox? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Th- that's except he already good. has a stage name. It's Radiation. Oh, so. seriously? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, whatever. Um, nice. Either way. Um, so, yeah, so I picked that up and I'm just playing around with it at the moment. So, yeah. That's Play cool. Undertale, uh, what are you doing? Are you making songs for us? Hey, I might be able to. This is what usually happens is people start learning audio software. Like, can I make a new theme for the RPG cast? I'm like, sure, go for it. And then they do. (laughs) So maybe you can do the next one. Yeah, maybe. That'd be be cool. Oh, I'm just looking through all these uh, features on Fruity Loops. That's cool. Um, I don't need any of this right now. So I'm going to close this page. Talk about Just Cause 3, because I still haven't bought it yet. Alice, you need to buy Just Cause 3, and you need to do it right now. Yeah, I Did you play Just Cause 2? Yes, I did. Okay, I did not. I bought it with the intention of of playing through it, because it was cheap, and everyone said it was fantastic, and I never did it. Which is fine, because it means I'm enjoying Just Cause 3 all the more, since I haven't experienced any of this hilarity before. So I watched a quick look of, of the game on Giant Bomb, and Vinny was playing, and, and Vinny and open world games equals insanity, and I said, oh, I need some of that craziness in my life. So I downloaded the game while Anne-Marie was out of town and proceeded to play it a whole ton. Um, 
Just Cause 3 is not an RPG. So if you only are interested in the RPGs and that's why you come to the store, I, or to the store, to this uh, podcast, I apologize, because uh, this is not an RPG. This is a game where you shoot rockets into things and, and run around, and it's an open world thing. Except unlike most open world games, including Fallout 4 in my opinion, instead of running around doing boring things in the open world and hopefully finding some interesting story along the way, you uh, do really interesting things in the open world and don't really give a rat's ass about the story. So uh, it is uh, a game where you are Rico Rodriguez, who apparently is one heck of a badass, and he's coming home to where he grew up to liberate it from the control of a dictator. And you do that by blowing things up and uh, blowing up military bases, blowing up um, propaganda speakers and billboards and towns and stuff like that. Uh, Rico Rodriguez also happens to have a special grappling hook. And that grappling hook can be used to attach objects to each other. And in this game has a retract function, which can then draw the two objects closer and closer to each other until they collide and explode. Um, or you can use it to launch people off of helicopters into the middle of the air and try and beat your friends because there's a real-time leaderboard that tracks how far you've flung people into the air. Um, and you can see whether or not you've done better than Scott Walker on the site, which I try to beat all his scores wherever I can. Um... This is uh, this is a a game where you run around. You have access to weapons, but it's almost more fun to just play with the physics and see how things work when they collide, when they interact in ways they weren't intended to. When you attach a porta potty on top of somebody's vehicle, and all of a sudden they start trying to drive up a wall because it's unbalanced the vehicle, and the AI doesn't know how to deal with this. And um, yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, you you. You then uh, you can also have a wingsuit. So when you are in the air, you know, see so you have this grappling hook. You can also use it to propel you places, and that's how you get around the world by right-clicking on things and zooming across the world. Zoom, zoom, and you can use it to uh, to uh, quickly get you from place to place. But you can also launch a parachute, so you can start sailing in the air using your momentum to get to places. You can use that when you say jumped off a helicopter that you previously grappled up to. Um, to break your fall, or you can deploy a wingsuit and start zooming through the air like freaking Batman and just use it to go across the aisles at very high speed, and uh, you can bring out your grappling hook to kind of slingshot yourself across the ground while you're in your wingsuit still, and uh, everything's really fun to do. It's just fun to move around in that game. It's fun to blow things up. It's fun to attach things to other things. It's fun to blow things up and then attach things to the blown up things. Uh, it's fun to take somebody, attach them to a fuel tank, shoot the bottom of the fuel tank, watch it launch up to the sky, and then bring them with it, and uh, other things like that. So you make your own fun there. It is a sandbox. There are explosions, and the story doesn't matter, and you, you can unlock so many upgrades and stuff and whatever. Just get you the game and have fun. You seem to think the story's fairly good. What, what story? Okay. You seem to... The story is there's a bad dictator. You need to blow up his stuff. Okay. There's your story. There are cutscenes yeah, in the was, missions. That, Nobody cares. Funny enough, that was, that was pretty much the story in Just Cause 2 as well. Okay, perfect. So, same story. Nobody cares. <laughs> you're not there for the story. <laughs> no, you're there for the explosions. Yes, you are. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's uh, that's just cause three. I cannot recommend it highly enough right now. <laughs> it has distracted me from all the games I should be playing this week. Um, like Undertale. Like Undertale, yes. <sighs> and Xenoblade, more importantly. <laughs> I was supposed to get more into Xenoblade and uh, didn't, thanks to uh, thanks to just cause three. Oh man. What what if we cancel the show and I just play more Just Cause 3? Would that be okay? 
No? Everyone's just tuned out already. Are you playing Just Cause 3, Anna? No. Oh, you should be. Uh-huh. Okay. Alice, did you go play Just Cause 3? Because you've tuned out too, it sounds like. No, I'm still here. Oh, okay. Jeez, what do you take me for? Someone who likes to play fun games where things explode. Well, as I said, I played... Um, You're playing played Anno 2205! Oh, yeah, so I am. Um, <laughs> I get Steam notices when you start a game. <laughs> yeah. Um, as I said, I did really enjoy Just Cause 2, although I never actually finished the story. I actually got way too tied... I got way too tied into the sandbox stuff. I mean, the funny thing is, is you could basically go anywhere, everywhere, anyway. Mm -hmm. um, and it kind of meant that you could actually go and visit the place where you would otherwise be fighting the final boss, which was a humorous nod to uh, Mount Rushmore in Just Cause 2. Um, and, um, yeah, uh, you could even find the Lost Island. Brilliant. I don't, know if, I don't know if they've put that back in in Just Cause 3. That would be really funny if they did, though. I need to see if there's a, I don't know, there's a like a world map or something. I say what? What are you asking about? Um, yeah, there's, there's a world a map. map. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So there's a volcanic island in one corner. Oh yeah, in Just Cause Three. Uh yeah, in the top left corner of the map. Okay, I haven't been up there. That oh, sounds okay. like a good place in to the go. Because in the top left corner of uh, the map in Just Cause Two, there was uh, the Lost Island. Okay. Effectively, which was. Um, it was like uh, you you only go you only went there in Just Cause Two for like one side mission, uh, side mission, um, which I don't think I ever did because why not? Um, and there was a a thing on it that basically shot down. Um, and if you tried to fly over there in an aircraft, it would just shoot the aircraft down. Um, but it also contained a number of lost references. All right, cool. Including crashed airliner, the lost hatch, and a guy emitting smoke. So, I just wonder if there's something similar in Just Cause 3. I, I, I don't know yet. I will have to explore. It sounds like I need to plan a field trip to the upper left corner of the map. It does, I say, uh, the way I'm looking, on the map I'm looking at, it looks like some kind of volcanic island. That sounds like a place I want to be. <laughs> yeah. So just go and hire, you know, um, oh, well, I want to just, a... I want to throw things into the volcano then. Yeah, hijack a plane and fly over or something. Oh, I could fly the plane into the volcano. This is very easy. I can do this. I can make this happen. I can make this happen by the end of this show. But I'm not going to, because Anna would yell at me. I also played other games. What else did you play, Chris? I played Final Fantasy VII for PlayStation 4. And what did you think? I think it looks like Final Fantasy VII, but it's on the PlayStation 4. You cross-dressed. I cross-dress. I didn't know Yay. how early in the game that was, but now I do. I forgot that. <laughs> so I cross-dressed. He got mad because I couldn't remember how to do all the things. I took Anna's yeah, advice, I... and I did not get chosen, and I was very upset about it. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Chris, I wasn't around to give you lingerie advice. That's the okay. problem was, is I forgot you needed a digestive, and I told him to pick a deodorant. Whoops. You also forgot if, if things should be shiny or sparkly No, I'm, or I'm fairly certain that things should be shiny. I still okay. think I'm right about that one. All right. 
But I think you need everything perfect to get picked. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, you do. Um, if you get some things right, Tifa gets picked. And if you get nothing right, Aerith gets picked. Yep. That's how that little thing works. So you at least got some things right, Chris. You mean you at least got some things right? Um, the other thing, of course, is the uh, the hidden modifiers for the... Um, the, the, the God, there were a lot of weird things like that in 7, weren't there? There was like the, the, the hidden points for the character who then comes to date you. Yeah, I don't know what's the golden manipulating all that. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, like, if you wanted to date Barrett, you've already mucked it up. Oh, have I? Yeah. yeah. What did I need to do? You needed to lose. You needed Aerith to be picked by Don Corneo. Oh, really? Yeah, because otherwise you gain points with Aerith and Tifa. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I think you only gain points. Uh, there, there, there's so many. There's um, a bunch like of little, little things that you can do. Yeah. Um, I mean, so what's interesting, actually, is um, on the Final Fantasy Wikier, if you look up any of the enemies from um, Final Fantasy VII specifically, uh, some enterprising person has dumped like 90% of their um, like AI routines just into the wiki article. It's just, you know, it makes for an interesting read. What makes your enemies dick? And for some reason, probably because it's the most well-known or something, or the fact that it was the first one released on PC, the information for Final Fantasy VII is ridiculously in-depth. That's all. I'm watching the Barrett date scene right now. Oh, God. <laughs> it's like all sorts of awkward... Barrett no wants kidding. to go for a walk. Well, I mean, you know, I I think with considering that they've now actually put, you know, actual gameplay footage of the Final Fantasy VII remake out, um, and, you know, people are worried about what they're going to do to things, I think there will be people out there disappointed if the, uh, the points that affect the Gold Saucer date aren't in somehow. Well, I bet you they'll be in, but in a way that you can actually, you know, manage more sanely i don't know i it would be rather amusing if they kept them hidden hmm. so so i want you know as you know this came out during playstation experience they said it was out today so it was finally out so i picked it up said all right let's try this out they've added a couple well no it's the pc version so they have a few of the mods from the pc version they don't have the one that gives you a ton of experience but they have three options you can turn on whenever you want while you're playing the game the first is the most useful, and it makes the game go in three times speed. So if no, you want to yeah, grind up quickly, useful. that is exceedingly useful. If you're tired of walking around on the slow map that looks ugly, you can move around real quick. So this is the this is the option that Chris likes, because he doesn't want to spend much time with old, clunky Final Fantasy VII. Um, so that's what I was doing while I was playing through. The second option um, avoids random encounters. Chris also likes this option because it gets him to the next interesting part of the game and it gets to skip all these random encounters. And you're thinking, well, you won't get enough levels. And you're right. So you may need to turn off that option and use the times three option and grind a little bit. But at least you can grind on your terms and uh, quickly. So that's good. And then the third option is if you're tired of dying, well, <laughs> you, click, uh, you click both sticks in and you will have uh, on the next turn your health will be refilled and your limit bars will all be filled. So huh. um, it basically you, you will never die with that option avail available to you. 
So what I was using it is, let's play for real for a bit, and oh man, I need to heal. Eh, I'll just use this option to heal, because I want to get through this quickly. So you do that. So that is, uh, that's uh, how, I, uh, how I enjoy the game so far. Or so far. And um, yeah. And I'm watching Barrett and Cloud continue to talk. Um, well, to be fair, after I finished the game the first time, because I originally had the PC version of Final Fantasy VII, I bought it many, many, many years ago. In a, in Alice, a... not only did I buy the PC version of Final Fantasy VII, I had not bought the PlayStation version because I did not have a PlayStation. I was very Same. excited it was coming to PC. I, I bought... I, that was the interesting thing for me was I wasn't excited for it because I barely heard of it. Oh, well, I had heard of it, uh, such that I had to buy a Voodoo 3D video card so that I could play it. Um, I mean, which I should have taken that money and put it into the cost of a PlayStation. But no, I bought a video card for my PC. And then after I got the game and realized that I didn't have the real music, I bought a Sound Blaster Aw 64 so that I could use the sound fonts and have the real music. And at that point, I'm an idiot and I should have just bought it for PlayStation. (laughs) Well, I mean, there was someone, I think it was on NeoGAF, who was arguing that um, the the original PC version with the correct... Um, sound card actually sounded better than the PlayStation original, but these um, days, you, but these days you can just mod that. Yeah, that's probably true, actually. Well, you know, because um, the the original PC release used um, a particular type of Yamaha sound thing, um, for oh. which no drivers exist beyond the work on any version of Windows. So, if you remember, Vista. Alice, there were three ways to do sound in the original. One was just regular sound card, and you have the crappy music that doesn't have lyrics during One Wing Angel, and just kind of yep. sounds wrong. Yeah. Uh, number two was a Sound Blaster A64 or later compatible that can load sound font files. And yeah. so these are basically MIDI samples that are custom that come with the game, and it loads them in there. And then you have your One Wing Angel, and the, Angel, and the music actually sounds right. And then number three was a Yamaha sound card, and... I don't know. I don't even remember how it worked properly. There was like um, a software program you could download that would emulate it, I think, and or you could have the Yamaha thing. And this must be what that person's talking about because I didn't have access to that. I don't know if you did. Yeah, I might have done at the time, um, but that was on a. I, I don't know. I might have lucked out with how I built that. Oh, how that machine came. I can't remember. Yeah, called Yamaha XG, and I don't man. Man, and those things, know. those things aren't made anymore. And no. these days, you can just that that issue's been modded by enterprising modders who've basically fixed the soundtrack. Yeah, so there's a lot of things you can do. And then, so at first, the PC version, I'm sorry, the re-released PC version that came out a few years ago. Um, you remember Square did this to launch their uh, digital store, which they've since abandoned. <laughs> yes. Um, this, this is their launch title for it. So they put out this PC version of Final Fantasy VII, and it only had the crappy music. It didn't have any of the, the Sound Blaster font music, which makes sense because nobody has a Sound Blaster card that can use sound fonts anymore. Even the current Sound Blaster cards don't do that. Um, and nobody has the Yamaha stuff anymore. So they yeah, didn't the have Yama- that. The Yamaha stuff isn't made anymore. Yeah, so all that wasn't there. So the PC version just kind of had the default MIDI files with sound awful. 
Yep. And everyone complained. So then people had to mod in. People who have like some of this old equipment around or figured out good ways to emulate this equipment, they went in, they remastered it, they made MP3s or waves or whatever of these sounds that sound right and gave it to you in a way to mod the PC game. Well, then Square came and did something and now they made it so that it has the right music. I don't know what they did. And to your point, I don't know, that Yamaha XG stuff might still sound even better than what's on the PlayStation 4 version, potentially. Because I don't know how much effort they put into this. So I'd be interested to know if anybody knows, like, the full story there. Because, yeah, the MIDI for Final Fantasy VII, that was a thing. I wonder how it is in 8, if it's the same issue. Because 8 also has a PC version. I think they have fixed it by Final Fantasy VIII. I think they went with it's probably just wave format. tracks or uh, something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, although I seem to remember there is a mod for the PC version of Final Fantasy VIII that replaces the music that it ships with with the uh, official soundtrack. So the you know the CD quality. Well, here's here's a mod from August 2014 for Final Fantasy VIII that is the music audio directly from the PlayStation One games format to direct music. So. Instead of whatever the PC version of 8 is shipping with, you get the PlayStation music. So that's interesting. And uh, hmm. I don't know if uh, if it's better or worse, but uh, people are working on that one too, it sounds like. Or have. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's a thing you can do. <laughs> I, I don't want to play more Final Fantasy 7, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I look forward to the remake. I might pick it up and start playing where he left off. Oh, okay. You you go for it, Anna. Because, uh, honestly, it's nice to have Final Fantasy VII, and I know you could get this on Steam now for a little while, but it's nice to have Final Fantasy VII in a way that you don't have to worry about the video starting upside down, which is, Alice, I don't know if you dealt with this, but this is one of the things I had to deal with when Final Fantasy VII came out on the PC. Uh, no, I ran into what is apparently a known, uh, like a, a bug that affected a number of people uh, on who were using certain uh, computers, um, where this the game would crash to desktop during the escape from Northern Creator cutscene in oh, this two. That's no uh, good. Yeah, that actually stopped me progressing until I figured out how to download save files from the internet. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I escaped that bug somehow. Yeah, well, I say at the time I wasn't using a um, I wasn't using a Pentium machine. Oh, in okay. the era of in the era of the Pentium, I was not using a Pentium. I That's was using not AM- good for a game like I Final was, Fantasy VII. I was using AMD before they were cool. Ah, uh huh. Which was a little weird, but yeah. Well, you know they're not cool anymore, right? No, I know they're not cool anymore. Okay, but... all right, cool. That, that's that's what the issue was at the time was right. I was using a, an AMD processor so in, in another example of playing things on platforms they weren't meant to be played on I also played a uh, final Fa- uh, PlayStation 2 game on my PlayStation 4 this week um, that as you have heard there's like nine P- PS2 games out now on uh, PlayStation 4 they released these during the PlayStation experience there's a couple RPGs the first is Dark Cloud which I did not play yet and the other is Rogue Galaxy, which apparently is like, you know, the, you know, a spiritual successor to all that Dark Cloud business, but uh, no. all made by level five. Ah, I was reading the article on our site. Rogue Galaxy incorporates elements from Dark Cloud 1 and 2. Yeah, small elements. So that's a spiritual successor as far as I'm concerned. Okay. <laughs> Not really. It's their next game. Anyway. Yeah, and that I will agree with. 
I remember this being well received near the end of the PS2's life, and uh, never got around to playing it. So I tried playing it this week, and it seems all right. Yeah, it's yeah, got. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm actually kind of annoyed with myself that I never played it because it looks like the kind of game that I'd really like. I mean, the the battle system is. Um, I, I don't want to say it's like Tails where you're just mashing on X or anything because it kind of matters. You have to dodge and jump and do the right things right. But uh, it's more action-y combat. We'll say that. Um, I'm pretty early on, Anna. Do you remember? Uh, it, it, it was mostly cutscenes and then jump around and kill this boss and then more cutscenes and jump around and kill this boss. I didn't get to really unlock much exploration. And then get mad because... Hey, I, I learned to save. Make sure you save in that game because it does not auto-start you at the beginning of a battle like most modern games. It is uh, important that you do things right. So, uh, yeah, that looked that looked fine for, for a PS2 game. On a, you know, it, it looked like they'd done a good job of up it or something. Um... Supposedly there were trophies. I don't know if that happened. Uh, I don't know what to say. I it, I, I felt like it, it went well. And it, it played well. So if you're looking to pick up some of those old PS2 games and you're wondering, is this working? I would say yes, it's working. Um, if it's no games that you care about, then okay, that's fine. Especially given like the quality RPGs out like right now that you could play. Your Undertales, your Tales of Zestiria... Your Xenoblade Chronicles, if that's your thing. Um, maybe you don't want to go back and play Rogue Galaxy, I would understand. But uh, if that's the one you've been waiting for, then uh, jump on it. Unfortunately, I think everyone's mad that there's no Dark Cloud 2. Yes. Because that's what people want to play, Yes, right? I am mad that there's no Dark Cloud 2. Yeah. I want to introduce you to that game because it is awesome. Well, we have Dark Cloud 1. And you're like, eh. no. Everyone, that's what everyone says. Everyone who's played Dark Cloud too. When I say, well, why don't we play Dark Cloud? And you're like, oh. uh. <laughs> there's just something about Dark Cloud too that makes it so you never want to play so Dark Cloud one again. Better. It's just so much better. <laughs> <sighs> and, and I'm looking through the ch- the first comment on this article announcing all these games. Port Dark Cloud two to Vita. <laughs> that's just someone being a wank. And everyone else is like, so calm too. What the? Oh, Glenn's been dealing with that. I feel so bad for him. What do you mean? Um, remember his Twitter is PS Nation. Yeah. So. Oh, and everyone's asking him for friggin' for SOCOM too. Yeah. And at first he was like, "Guys, I can get on board with this," and then kind of the people that want SOCOM kind of became raging assholes. What a shock! I know, right? Yeah. Hey, I've played SOCOM on the PSP. Mm-hmm. It was a fun game. So, I don't know. I, I think it sounds like something that should come out. Ooh, here's here's a great one. Somebody um, on the on these comments here suggests a bunch of PS2 games they'd like to see. I think these will these will resonate with you, Anna. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Shadow Hearts trilogy. Shadow Hearts, Shadow Hearts Covenant, and, uh, and the third one. Uh, Xenosaga trilogy, because they're rare and expensive. Final Fantasy XII. I want them to do an HD remaster with the international uh, board. Mm-hmm. Tales of the Abyss and Tales of Legendia? Uh, I can tell you right now, Tales of the Abyss won't happen. Why? Because they remade it twice. Oh, they did? Yeah. Wait, twice? Yeah. It, isn't Tales of the Abyss the one that's on DS and PSP? No, that's Tales of Heart, isn't it? Oh, right. Okay. Never mind. And ta- Tales of Heart was never on the PlayStation. Okay. My bad. It's a DS. I'm pretty sure it was just a DS game. My bad. Uh, that's okay. 
Uh, Dark, <laughs> Dark Cloud 2. Yes. Lagaya 2 Dual Saga. No. Radiata Stories. Um, wow, that's a name I haven't heard in ages. It's very well reviewed on our site. Um, Persona 3 and 4, of course. I don't think they're yeah. going to waste their time. Digital Devil Saga 1 and 2. That they might. Silent, yeah, I could get behind that. Silent well, Hill 2 and honestly, 3. Honestly, the reason I think that they would do DDS 1 and 2 versus P3, P4 is because they don't want to kill the sales of the P3, P4 remake. But they put out DDS 1 and 2 on PSN and it sold really well. Um, Silent Hill 2 and 3, and Suikoden 3, 4, and 5. I can guarantee you that anything Konami is not coming. <laughs> You're probably right. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with probably. But imagine if that list happened. Wouldn't RP gamers be happy? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, here's a list from somebody who's a SOCOM 2 fan. I want to show you, I'm going to read this to you because it is so vastly different. Here are the games that matter to this person. Dragon Ball Z Budokai Ten Tenkaichi 3. Hey, I could get behind that. Yeah, uh, yeah. WWE Smackdown, Here Comes the Pain. Um, David could get behind there's that. There's never going to be a WWE game on a service like that. The licenses are so short for those. Resident Evil 4. Wait, was that even on the PS2? Yes, it was. Okay. Monopoly. What? No. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z Infinite World. Super Dragon Ball Z. And SOCOM 2. <laughs> different people, different preferences, people. Yeah, but... I mean, I can say no to some of those RPGs and understand that I appreciate that they're just not going to sell. But some of those games would just not sell. Here's someone who's into platformers. Jack 1-3, to Ratchet & Clank Going Commando, Sly Cooper, which you can already play on PS4. What are they talking about? There's right. a PS4 remake of Sly Cooper. <laughs> Crash Bandicoot. The Full Metal Alchemist game? Yep. No. It sold like garbage. It Spyro, was garbage. which isn't even too. on PS2. <laughs> well, Wait, I guess wasn't there like a year of the dragon? Yeah, yeah. There PS2? must be PS2 Spyros. Yeah, that must be what they mean. Burnout. They just list Star Wars. Just yeah. any Star Wars game. Yeah, that's that's helpful. Thanks, man. And Kingdom Hearts, which, again, already been remade. Re -released. For P that was remade for PS3. Yeah, but they just re-released them. They're not going to re-release them again on PS4 and cannibalize their remake sales. Oh, 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 really? Final Fantasy X and X2 HD, say hi. Yeah, but they spaced those out. Uh, <laughs> no, they didn't. A, I think that's a different situation, honestly. So that's what I would see happening with Square Enix there is like, well, here's the even more HD HD version. Now the disc has room for the better audio. You know, the original stuff rather than the ruined music that we put into 10, 10 HD HD. Hey. All right. I'm going to stop reading that. Uh, Please. <laughs> I played one more game. Oh, God. We're still on your now playing. Yes. I played one more game. Anna, this is the game you made me shut off before you went to bed because you were too engrossed in it that you wanted to watch it's me play good. it. It's good. Anna and I started our first Yakuza game. Yay! Yakuza 5. Wait, have you never played a Yakuza game? That is correct. But you own I've all been, of them. I own all of the Yakuza games except the zombie one, and I have not played any of them. Oh my goodness, Chris. Why haven't you played them before? Because I just never got around to it. It, it's well, fun really... it, what a good game that is so far we we bought it's what i never played i've never played a yakuza game 
I Sam Marcello or no, excuse me, Sam Walker on our site um, is always raving about these games. And uh, last night we played our first Yakuza game. Did you enjoy it? Yes. Uh, well, considering we played for what an hour and a half, and I think there was fifteen minutes of gameplay. Yeah. No. So the 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 start of the game is super slow. Yeah, but in an interesting way. Like, yeah, I want to watch what's happening. It's like... Whereas Xeno, Xeno Saga puts me to sleep, it's so slow. This, I actually want to watch the cutscenes, and the so, acting's good, and yeah. the writing's good. Yeah. And it's like, even if, even like the the medial things are like, all right, well, we're building character development here. This is cool. And I'm seeing people, and there's a cultural difference, so it's interesting to see a different culture. So even if it's like something that would be mundane in the U.S. culture, seeing they it presented in Japanese culture, club. yeah, they go to a hostess club. So that's what it's really about. We like the Hostess Club, I think. <laughs> um, so the combat is interesting. Uh, the combat is press square a lot and then finish with the triangle button. And then apparently no, you need the to block. the way Chris plays. Well, okay. So I suck at the combat. Let me just okay. put it that way. I don't know how to play this game yet. And the game doles out tutorials like really slowly, which I actually appreciate because I've been playing a lot of games that have uh, <clears throat> Tales of Zestiria. I'm looking at you. 55 tutorial prompts like within one fight and i'm just tired of it so here you get to go through a few fights and then they here's a little bit more to make your fight better here's a little bit more to make your fight better and uh yeah and i like that except i suck at the combat so i must not be learning it very well but anyway so it, it's it's mashy combat and um but so far it's kind of like eh, you don't get into it that much unless you really want to so that's good and i'm running around um um, the streets of Fukuoka, um, buying sushi to give to taxi drivers to make up for the offense I've made against them. It's great. So uh, the cityscape that you're wa- wandering around in seems like very real, like with real stores and real places, or at least mostly real, I guess. It's not. I believe I'm... quite a lot of the stuff in the Yakuza games is very, like, kind of strongly based on stuff that I can't actually remember exactly where it's set. Well, it depends on the game. They're different places. Like um, the one you're playing. The one I'm playing is in Fukuoka. Fukuoka. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of it is based on local. Which is a real place. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm aware of where Fukuoka is. Yeah. Um, So somewhere in Fukuoka, probably the city of Fukuoka, but not 100% sure yet because it's it's Fukuoka in Fukuoka. Okay, that's what I figured it's, is because yeah. it's Fukuoka City and Fukuoka Prefecture. Mm-hmm. It's the it's a recurring joke they make in Excel Saga, I think. Oh, okay, <laughs> nice. So, uh, as you're wandering around here, I, I'm seeing stores I recognize. I'm seeing. Um, I, I'm telling Anna that like the way the headlight or excuse me, the side view mirrors on the cars are like, yep, that's exactly how it would be in Japan. They're a little different. The taxi cabs have these weird Ford place side view mirrors that you don't see and anywhere else in the world that i can is is, is there a book off <sighs> i didn't see that a no book off? Mm. there's a chain of secondhand um secondhand manga shops in japan called book off b-o-c-k and then o-f-f book off i have a i have a, I have a member's card for it because i used it quite a bit while i was living out there it's really good for finding old stuff there's they a sell, book uh, off usa available as well because they sell um they uh, they've branched out from doing secondhand manga to secondhand games and secondhand um like soundtrack cds and stuff i found a a copy of the limited edition final fantasy 8 soundtrack for like the equivalent of 10 pounds or something okay i'll take you your know, word for I'm it i'm talking you know for like 15 dollars for a special edition soundtrack 
That's and pretty it's good. not even pirated, right? No. Yeah. Nice. Oh, man. Let's go to Japan, everybody. Let's just go to Japan. Yeah, let's just, just go to Japan. Good times. I mean, that's the fun part about Yakuza for for the U.S. audience is like, oh, these are so these are like realistic games set not in San Francisco or Los Angeles, but set like in Japan, and it's like it really gives you a good feel of how those areas look and feel. So I love that. So we didn't do that much, but the the trappings, the writing, it was all good. And they've uh, got really good voice actors. And Anna Marie and I are like, should we like play through all these games? Is it okay to start at five? I don't really know yet. It seems like we're okay starting off with five, but it sure feels like we're missing a lot of the story. So I don't know yet, but uh, it was certainly fun to try it out. So Yakuza 5 seems to have come out okay. So uh, if you, you're into that stuff, you should probably pick it up because it feels pretty good <laughs> and you'll probably want to play it. Um, and that's, I think that's enough for me. <laughs> did I play more, Anna? Record Keeper, that doesn't count. What did you play? Um, well, let's start with the crappy one first. Um, cause we downloaded Aryu Senki. Oh, Aryu Senki for the PlayStation 3. So this is a harem game. I don't know. We didn't get far enough to confirm that. figures of history have been changed into women and they've all been smashed together into a single time period of time. Yeah, it's really weird. So this is an alternative universe, and you play as a guy, and you're surrounded by girls. And the problem is, is it, it, it's interesting to see Yakuza 5 versus Senki because they both are very talky-talky games. They both basically spend the first two hours um, setting things up, and you only have a couple of fights. The problem is, is that Yakuza 5 is really interesting and really well paced and very well voice acted. And Aryu Sinki is none of those things. So it is very, very dry and very boring. And there's just something off about the localization. It's just like, it's English, but there's just words in places that they shouldn't be. And it throws me off. Anyways. Um, we didn't like it. No, I, I kind of want to play it a little more to see where it goes and hope that it picks up, but I'm kind of dreading it because it's so slow. All right. And I picked up Pokemon Picross because that came out, um, like nine days ago and it's really fun. Um, I basically immediately blew the 30 bucks to get to the max, um, amount you have to pay for the game because, <coughs> so here's how it works in a uh, Pokemon Rumble world. Once you pay for the maximum number of diamonds in Pokemon Rumble World, you get 40 free a day. Once you get to the maximum number of purchased pick rights in Pokemon Picross, you hit a button and get a thousand. And you can hit that button as often as you want. So, so it's about what, 30 bucks to get all that? It is 30. It's like a uh, 99 cents. It's in little little jumps of. You no, know. it's 99 cents, 3.99, and 24.99. Okay is the cheapest way to do it. You could do it, you could pay more. You could pay I think uh the, I think $40 if you buy it, buy it in the small increments. But why would you do that? Anyways, um it's good. It's Picross. It's got some variations on Picross like um um oh, Wait, wait, you forgot one recommendation you're supposed to make. What? If you don't want to spend 30 bucks and still want to play 
pretty much all the game without any sort of um, annoyances. Just spend about seven bucks to get rid of the energy restrictions. Yes. So pick up the ninety nine cents and the three ninety nine package, and immediately upgrade your energy to infinite. And oh, that so will it's take five bucks. Okay. Yeah. That will take like 99% of the irritation of the free-to-play elements out. So there you go. Five bucks if you just want to play. And every day you get... Okay, so as you do puzzles, you get up to six pick rights per puzzle, and you can replay them. And if you didn't get them all, you can get more. Um, it co- it doesn't cost pick rights to do puzzles, but it does cost pick rights to move from, st- from region to region. And um, if you want to do Mega Evolution, you have to pay pick rights to get a Mega Pencil. And to upgrade... Is that like an Apple Pencil? Yes. I'm sure it is. Um, And then to to upgrade your energy requires pick rights, but it's actually relatively inexpensive to get up to infinite. Um, But, I mean, you you can do earn pick rights every day, and as you do the daily levels that um, give you pick rights, the amount of pick rights that you get increases like very quickly. So if you don't want to spend money on this game, you can get pick rights. It will be a little slower. So I'm having a lot of fun. I think I'm up to world nine or 10 um, out of a lot. And I just opened up the alt world and I just opened up mega evolution. So I'm going back and redoing some stuff Oh, and every day there's a, a like a special Pokemon that pops up, and you have an hour to catch them. So, yep. So Manny is in our chat room asking to us to ask how long Alice lived in Japan. Um, I lived there for five and a half months, from August two thousand and five to January two thousand and six. Nice. I was I was 18 at the time and I went to school there. So Anna's going to play all the Pokemon Picrosses? Yep. Okay. I took a few days off cuz I needed a break from it and now I'm good. Now you're good. Because you've been playing Stella Glow. I have been playing Stella Glow. So much Stella Glow. I've been playing a lot of Stella Glow. So much Guys, I'm not going to spoil the story of Stella Glow, but I'm going to tell you the story of Stella Glow is insane. And dumb and insane and weird in a very anime way. And it's not dumb in a way that would make you not want to play it. It's just what the heck's going on with this story. Because holy crap. So, yeah. That's all. Stella Glow. Tell us about Stella Glow, Anna. Um, well, it's a harem game. And it's a tactical RPG where uh, all the maps are, in, are relatively small. So I think the most amount of time that I've spent in combat is about 30, maybe 45 minutes. And it sort of reminds me of the feeling that I get when I play Persona, where it's like, oh, the story's really good, and I like the voice acting, and they clearly put a lot of effort into making sort of all of this cohesive, even though it's incredibly insane. And so I get frustrated because I'm like, oh, I need to get through this combat quickly so I can get back to the story. And you feel like that when you play Persona games, too. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so there are, you play as Alto, and um, you have to gather up the witches, but there's another witch that's attempting to counter you gathering up all the witches. And once you gather everything up, you're going to do what feels like the final battle, and no, everything kind of just goes um, completely upside down at that point. 
So shock and surprise. There's yeah. more to the game than I, there is in the game. I just, okay. I had this sneaking suspicion that someone was going to betray me, but I didn't expect who did. And you were totally wrong. I was completely wrong. Yeah. So I'm also upset because I thought that there was a character that was going to be a combat character, and they are not. Mm. So I, th- I think I'm in the second last chapter. And as I said, and you asked if I was done the game, and I said, no, I can't be done the game. I haven't gone to the moon yet. Which, whatever the heck you're talking about there. (laughs) The way you said it was funnier. I think you just, it was... It's like, aren't you done with that game? And I was like, no, no, I haven't gone to the moon yet. What? (laughs) And he sort of just looks at me like, okay. Anyway, it's it's fun to troll him with stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, What else have I been playing? That's kind of it for me. It's kind of been a 3DS week because I was away for a bunch of days. Hmm. That's fine. 3DS and then week. I helped. I I kind of hung out with you while you played Final Fantasy VII, and I hung out with you while you played um, World Galaxy, and I hung yeah. out with you while you played Final. F- um, yeah, um, because it, it seems like your your the game you're playing is trying to get me away from Just Cause Three. Yep. Yeah, you're pretty good at it. I'm just terrible. All right. So, yes, everybody, time for the news. All right, first up, everybody, Van Helsing is now out on the Xbox One for $14.99, or if you have gold, it's free. So if you've been waiting to play Van Helsing on a console, this is your opportunity. Jump on it. Jump on it. If you're waiting instead for overpriced NIS America releases, uh, <laughs> have they got something for you? Actually, it's not that expensive. So Stranger check... of Sword City. Mm-hmm. Which is a game about something. It was a dungeon crawler for the 360. Oh, that's right. It's a first person. Yeah, it's a first person dungeon crawler. <laughs> Chris. Yeah. If there's one thing that the Vita absolutely needs more of because there's a giant dearth, it's first person action crawlers. So I've decided I'm going to pick up all the first person dungeon crawlers and try them all out <laughs> over Christmas break. Are you? That's why you took the Vita from me? Yes. <laughs> I've also ordered a 64 gig card to, <laughs> to fit room for them all. Oh my gosh. Uh, I'm The only thing I'm upset about is that... Um, Oh, I forgot the name of it, but uh, the, uh, the, uh, no, not Grand Kingdom. Um, what's it called? There's one in Japan that isn't out yet here, and I, I didn't realize how far away it was because I was kind of really hoping to try it out, but it is actually really far away. So, well, anyway. Um, so the, uh, yeah, those, here's another one. It's called, uh, sword stranger of sword city. As you mentioned, uh, NIS has announced a limited edition. Um, you get a copy of the game, a 108 page art book, a poster, a two disc, 37 track soundtrack. That sounds like a legit soundtrack there and a collector's box for 59 99, which is like a $20 uplift. As far as collector's editions go, that's not so insane. Um, I don't know if the game's any good, though. But this is the one. Um, this is Stranger of Sword Cities. We talked about this a long time ago. This is the one where there's a plane crash, and you wake up, you're in mysterious land, and you must dungeon crawl. So it's like Lost, but with fantasy dungeons. So if you take Lost and Wizardry, I guess you get this. Um, 
those are both sci-fi series so well i guess this is more fantasy but whatever um uh the next one is a announcement about harvest moon seeds of memory um memories seeds of memories and let's see they uh they've i don't know what the uh um tldr ios version late december early january android version one to two months afterwards wii u pc after that now didn't you guys originally say this was coming out in december 2015 no we said we've said winter since oh that's very smart of you okay (laughs) it's always been winter and there's been a bunch of places that put december 2015 as the release date and i have no idea why because we've consistently said winter and people tried to like clarified at e3 they're like winter 2015 and you just smile and go winter hmm all right uh let's see so hey chris what how is this for a game what how is this for a name of a studio yummy yummy tummy what (laughs) yummy yummy tummy what is that well they are our new developer studio that is making a 2D action RPG called Fallen Legion. Okay, Fallen Legion, that sounds like a game name. All right. So you are um, following Princess Cecile, who um, basically has taken over the kingdom of Phenumia following the death of her father. Oh, yeah, and she inherits a talking book in a... Yeah, so it's Makai Kingdom. No, no, it's not. <laughs> well, all right. So um, basically. Um, so this book can turn weapons into fighting soldiers, which so is weird. Basically, you use the weapon to whip out a bunch of yeah. uh, weapon soldiers. I was watching this. Them on the battlefield. It looks like you're on the battlefield. These soldiers on the battlefield. They each have a button over their head and you press the button to make them do things. Kind of like a Valkyria Chronic or valkyrie profile sort of thing except without the grids and without the cool music um so i don't know what's it's it's supposed to be inspired by fighting games and you're supposed to chain together combos but it wasn't very clear from the video how that worked yeah but i mean have you have you watched me play project cross zone yeah do you have any idea how i do combos no yeah exactly That's, that's the problem with trying to show videos of this kind of stuff is it can be really hard to sort of communicate what is going on yeah uh, that's that's certainly how ironically i I think that we're gonna come back to this sort of topic again when we talk about the final fantasy 7 remake later in the show Mm. let's talk about that now all right so during the playstation experience they showed real footage for the final fantasy 7 remake no they showed footage from kingdom hearts it is way further along than i think everybody thought it was going to be well, at least the section they showed. And so the combat is considerably, it's no longer people on the left, enemies are people on the right, enemies on the left, ATB bars down there. It is an action system, but it is unclear how action-based it is. It looked like Kingdom Hearts. It looked like Kingdom Hearts. There was attack, magic, summon, items, and you go through the menu with the D-pad and do things. Right. So there are people like Chris who are like, it's Kingdom Hearts! Ah! And then it's people yeah, like that me that's was a like, bad yay. I don't, I don't, I don't see the, I sort of see the Kingdom Hearts comparison, but I think I need to see more video for this before I really decide what it's going to be like. Also, so, count count me amongst the people who kind of generally isn't bothered, even if it is like Kingdom Hearts. But, oh, there you have to go being reasonable, Alice. 
Also, it could generally it could actually be fairly fairly similar to Final Fantasy twelve anyway. I mean, I understand it could be a good game still, but come on, that's not Final Fantasy seven at that point. It's a different game. Just I don't care. I want my turn based Final Fantasy seven. I well. don't mind if it isn't. So they say that that so a couple other bits came out. First is that the combat may not entirely be action based. Um, or isn't entirely action-based, and that's oh, what Kitase so said. so bomb number one, action-based but not action-based, and we're going to have some clarification with that. Bomb well, number two, yeah. it's episodic. Well, and no, they haven't really. They didn't say dis- episodic. They said part of a multi-part series. Right. And so, so does that mean the game story is split up into episodes? Maybe. Does, does that it mean, mean that, that they're, they're going to remake like Crisis Core yeah, and put it on the PS4? That's what I'm hoping. It means Dirge of Cerberus PS4 is coming, folks. Buckle up and get ready. It's time to get back into control of Vincent and play that piece of crap again. <laughs> So they were very vague, and I don't think that they've really clarified upon this, but I think it might make sense for them to split it up into... Now, I've seen the funny little meme posters where it's like you can pay fourteen ninety nine to have Aerith not die. Yeah. And you By know. the way, folks, my prediction right now, there is a way to either prevent Aerith from dying or bring her back to life in this version of the game. I guarantee it. <sighs> Guarantee I am it. Gonna, I am going to so enjoy calling you on that. That's fine. I guarantee it. Time. I'm not taking bets because I was the person who said for five years that there was no way in hell they were going to remake this. So I'm not taking any more bets on Final <laughs> Fantasy VII Remake. Yeah, that's true, actually. I was saying to friends of mine that a Final Fantasy VII Remake was probably not going to happen for quite a long time. And I mean, here, the irony is, is the reason that I said that they were never going to remake it is because I said they would never, ever live up to expectations. Well, my I, my general line, I think, and has always been on this podcast is, well, that is true. I think the other problem is, is it's never going to make everyone happy. No, it doesn't do matter. Absolutely That's the not. dumb part. Here's the thing, guys. It doesn't matter. This is what I realized. It doesn't matter if it'll make everyone happy. It doesn't matter if it lives up to expectations. One, people want it. Two, they will buy it. That's all Square Enix needs to be in place to justify a remake. Right. So as long as people will buy it, it doesn't matter if it sucks, and it doesn't matter if it lives up to expectations. So, Chris, do you think they'll basically divide the three discs into three different episodes that get released, say, three months apart and charge $20, 20 Five dollars for I think it is twenty bucks for Midgard, um, thirty bucks for everything else, and then uh, ten bucks for the Golden. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it would be rather amusing actually if they did incorporate, um, like, say, the post uh, Final Fantasy stuff as like I don't know, not necessarily full releases, but little like kind of episode things, like sort of little. I mean, like mini... Crisis Core and Dirge of Cerberus, well, and I was thinking of a little bit Crisis. Like how... Yeah, a little bit like how um, uh, Tales of Hysteria had that Alicia story. Hmm. Like a kind of just little separate thing with, oh. its own, with a few set of cutscenes and a couple of dungeons. Okay, so instead of re-releasing or remaking those games, put kind of the story beats from those games into little side quests or little story sections. Yeah, yeah, little story sections with a couple of important boss fights mm-hmm. in. You know, cut the, fi- cut the filler out, just make like a three-hour summary of Crisis Core. Mm-hmm. With some boss fights in. So, like, with... during Cloud's flashback, you actually play through Crisis Core. Well, it would be rather amusing <laughs> if they incorporated like that, but, I mean, they could just be from, like, a selection thing on the main menu. Oh, fine. 
I mean, I said that it would be amusing if they did do that, but that way they could they could actually cover stuff that was introduced in, say, I don't know, Dojo Cerberus or Advent Children. Listen, actually let, let me let me playable. clue you in on something. You don't need to cover anything that was in Dojo Cerberus. That's it, you're fine. I, I'm without only it. using it as an example. Game wasn't good, folks. I played through yeah. it with a keyboard and mouse on my PS2. Wow, you must have been desperate. I, I said I'm do I'm all in on this piece of crap. Let's do it. And I I I was using a mouse with my Mario Paint mouse pad on the couch <laughs> and a keyboard. It was crappy. <laughs> <laughs> That's dedication. Hey, it's not it that is. Mario Paint mouse pad's nice for the couch because it's stiff. So oh, what are we talking about? Final Fantasy Seven. Is there any more news for seven? I don't think so. Yeah, no, that that was it. Ugh. I'm telling you. Uh, oh, we have a date now for Trails of Cold Steel. If you want to play a game that people are actually psyched about and is coming out this year, Trails of Cold Steel is coming out twelve twenty two physical and digital Vita and PS three. So that's the um, the series that's kind of like the Trails in the Sky, except the the newer series that's its own three episode story not related to um trails in the sky this trails of cold steel so and something just disappeared off my list oh okay uh, <laughs> fairy fencer f advent dark forces is coming out in the u.s this is fairy fencer f but like enhanced um, it's going to have new story routes, six members in your party instead of four, new difficulty settings and characters. Anna, did you care about Fairy Fencer F? Did you ever pick it up? Um, I think we have a copy because I think it was gifted to us, but well, we didn't ever get around to playing Tough, because now there's a new version coming out next year. I'll probably pick up the enhanced version. Lame. Uh, Hyperdimension Neptunia U Action Unleashed and Hyperdevotion Noir are coming to the U.S. next year on hey, the piece... Oh, these are already out in the U.S., aren't they? These are coming to the PC next year. So, uh, there you go. That's uh, that's if you've been waiting for those. They were on the Vita before. They will now be on Steam in 2016. Uh, Mega Tag Mention Blanc plus Neptune versus Zombies. Yes, it's a Neptunia spinoff game, if you're wondering what that title was. And it is being uh, brought out in the West as well. This is coming out on Vita in the spring of 2016. And just go to our site to get more details on that. There's a trailer. I have no idea what's going on in these games anymore. Uh, Yakuza 0, in addition to 5 actually coming out, so, yeah, Yakuza 0 got announced. this was kind of a announced. surprise PSX announcement. It was like, hey, Yakuza 5 is coming out on Tuesday. By the way, we're also localizing Yakuza 0. Yep. And then there was a trailer, but the trailer's been pulled already. So I don't know what was up with that. <laughs> oh, and the 7 remake for PC uh, came out to PS4. Yeah, we Which talked, we about, talked that. about that. Yeah. Nino Kuni 2 was announced during PlayStation Experience, this and there's a trailer. Like it came out of left field, but everyone else I talked to was like, no, this didn't come out of left field. Okay. Because there's been rumors about this for a while, but the rumors sounded really stupid. The game looks like a great little Studio Ghibli movie, and so, yeah. You're, you want to play this. Uh, don't you want to play it? Well, I didn't play the first one. Neither did I. You bought it. You bought yep. the special edition so that I you did. could get the book with it. Yeah, I so should play that it. So does that mean that I should actually play it? I sure. I mean, a lot of people on Twitter have told me that I should play it. You should play it. Maybe I should stream it. Oh, sure. And you like the fact that the guy is named Evan Petty Whisker Tildrum. Yes, because there's a lot of cat puns going on there. 
Even Tildrum is a cat pun if you Google it. Tom Tildrum. Anyway, so that's... No, no, no. no. Uh, Alice, are you familiar with Tom Tildrum? Uh, in what context? It is an obscure English fairy tale, Anna. Okay. So I don't think that she would be. Okay. It was just English. So, you mm-hmm. know, it's it's like how I know all Canadians. Yeah, of course. She should know all English fairy tales, right? Nino Kuni 2. Go watch the trailer. It looks beautiful. Um, what we haven't seen, though, is any sort of gameplay footage. I don't know if you realize that, Anna. Oh, well, I did. Okay. So, Dark Souls 3 has got a date, April 12th. And there will be a day one edition that comes with the game, a day one edition sleeve, a CD soundtrack, they didn't say how many tracks, and a starter's guide, and a collector's edition that comes with all that, plus a cloth game map, everybody. Woo! Cloth Cloth map! map. Chris's favorite! A 10-inch statue, an art book, a metal case, and a collector's box. So here's what I love. The collector's edition. No, no, no. The day one... The... The standard edition is fifty nine ninety nine. That's a day one edition. That okay, just the, means you pre-ordered it. The day one edition it. is fifty nine ninety nine. The collector's edition is one hundred and twenty nine ninety nine. Ten inch statue. Yeah, but that's still crazy, Chris. Well, maybe the cloth game map is written on silk or something. I don't know. <laughs> All right. So we also talked about Dark Dark Cloud and Rogue Galaxy coming to the PS4. Yes. So when you see something like that, Anna, just don't mention it. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to teach Anna how to do a rundown. All right. Bastion came out on the Vita for $2.85. Oh, I think it's $14.99 at this point. No, it's $2.85. I picked it up last night. Okay. So it is $2.85 because I want to see how it played on the Vita. It is $2.85 right now because they announced it at $2.99 and then it came out for like $3.49 and now it's out at $2.80. The price on that thing just jumped around during PlayStation Experience. And it's a limited time at 285, so jump on it now if you want it on your Vita, or if you don't care, then forget about it. Hey, Chris. What? Hashtag Team Handheld. Hashtag Team Handheld? Okay. Zodiac or Canon, coming, speaking of Team Handheld, is coming to the Vita and the PlayStation 4. So uh, we have this on the iOS, but yeah. neither of us have played it, right? I opened it up. Okay. I don't <laughs> even think I have it on my iPad yet. So that is a, uh, it's coming in 2016. And I don't really know much about it because I haven't put much, like any time into it. Um, it is a pretty looking game. Um, Sakimoto did the Sakimoto and Basis Cape did the um, composition for the music. Um, and there's I don't know whatever Kabojo. There's combats and quests and stories, and I have no idea if it's any good, folks. But uh, I remember Mac trying this out on iOS and being like, hey, this is the sort of game I wish was on Vita or something like that. Um, well, he got his wish. <laughs> All right. Uh, we have an indie RPG that we put up media assets for this week called Under Rail. It's, gonna be, it's been in under, uh, early access for a while. It's going to be 10 bucks on Steam, game, uh, good old games, and Gamergate. It's an isometric turn-based RPG where uh, it's like post-apocalyptic, so everybody's living in the subway metro area. So, you're living underground. Not to be confused with, like, Metro 2033 or anything. Alright. Also came out is another community pack for Sword Coast Legends, reminding me of how I'm failing as an RP gamer at playing more Sword Coast Legends, and especially at, you know, hosting a dungeon crawl of, like, RP gamer staff members. So, I have been derelict in my duties. 
I apologize. I'm sorry for getting sick here. I'm sorry for being lazy. I need to fix this and host a gaming session with Sword Coast Legends. That has to be like my New Year's resolution, Anna. Yeah, we'll do it in January when we aren't completely insanely busy. Oh, man. I got it. Okay. Uh, we got a date for Bravely Second for Europe. February 26th, Bravely Second is coming out in Europe. We have no dates for North America yet. I'm so sorry. Um, you'll have to wait and uh, see how the Europeans like it in February. Alice, are you a Bravely Second household? Nope. Okay, so... Final Fantasy VI? Are you a Final Fantasy VI household? Uh, last time I played Final Fantasy VI was a long time ago. Well, now you can play it on your PC. Yeah, that's right. Is, it's it out the, of... is, it, is it the iOS port? It's the iOS port. So the iOS port, of course, has updated menus and, like... I don't know if it has cheat functions like the Final Fantasy VII port has, but it has uh, Steam trading cards... That's what they've added to it. But the big problem with the the iOS slash PC port now is the redone character models in-game, which were done by a legitimate Final Fantasy character model artist who worked on Final Fantasy 2D games, uh, converting a mono art into character sprites. But the job they did here, while being much more faithful to the Amano artwork, um, everyone just looks awful. It just looks... It, it's... I think the... Robert Boyd did a dissection of five, five... Was it Boyd or the other guy from Z-Boyd? It was Bill? The other half of Z-Boyd. It was Bill from Z-Boyd. Did a dissection of Final Fantasy V's iOS version slash Steam version. Just showing all like the really poor workmanship that went into that version versus the original. And just how how clunkily and lazily translated that, that port was. Um, and it's not just the character models. There's a lot of just things that are just weird and wrong about that. So that said, I'm looking at the screenshots they chose here and all the backgrounds and enemy animation and enemy sprites. All that looks fantastic. Um, the upgraded menus while having really kind of a, a contrasting art style that doesn't really mesh well with the rest of the game. I can forgive the character artwork. I'll be honest, it's a little bit more detailed than the sprites I remember from Final Fantasy V, so that's kind of an upgrade, I guess. I don't know. Go check it out for yourself. Maybe the sprites won't offend you whatsoever because of there being a slightly different level of quality um, than the Final Fantasy V and IV remakes, um, and you can jump on that. Final Fantasy VI will come out December 16th. Should I play Final Fantasy VI again? No, play the Super Nintendo version. My email address, Anna, is sobbin at figurocastle.org. Should I play Final Fantasy VI again? <laughs> well. <laughs> Just pointing that out, okay? I feel like you might be honor-bound to, to buy this and stream it for a little bit. I'm thinking so. And uh, you shouldn't mention that it's the the PC port and just have people rage out at you. Mm. Just sob and play as Final Fantasy VI. I don't think I have a big enough following to make that happen, man. Um, do it on the IP Gamer channel. I don't think we have a big enough following to, for people to be deceived like that. I don't think that. I think they'll come in immediately, know what it is, and not be surprised that that's what we're streaming. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, there's a fast forward button. All right, I'm in. <laughs> so they've got some of those mods like fast forward. So that's what I wanted to see. So anyway, we'll see how that goes. I already have it on my ios device i should just play it there not waste money on the steam version i don't know we'll see 
So, uh, yeah. Steam achievements and trading cards. Updated controls and active time paddle system are optimized for fluid combat for PC. I'm going to read that sentence again. You tell me if it makes sense. Updated controls and active time battle system are optimized for fluid combat for PC. I think I get the gist of that sentence, but that's really poorly written. All right, so there you go. That, Chris, that is what we call a marketing sentence. A marketing sentence? Okay. Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't have to make sense in English as long as it makes sense in money. All right, there you go. Oh, so there you go. Final Fantasy VI. Uh, question, of course, I have, and I don't know because I didn't play through much of the iOS version. Did they fix the changes they made to the Celeste scene? Oh, wait, no, that's the one they uncensored. Did they fix the changes they made to the Terra's mommy scene? Oh, I can't keep this oh. stuff straight. No, neither can I. There's so many different versions now. Because the original really one had, up. like, censored one of them. No, the, the original... I can't remember. One of them, they didn't hit women, and the other one, they did hit women, and then they flip-flopped the two scenes. Just make it like it was in the Japan. Summon Night 5 is coming out on December 15th. We have a finally a real announcement of that, dates, of that game's release date. Um, that is just for the digital version. The physical version has been delayed due to needing additional time to produce the UMDs. Because, you know, UMD production at this point, mm, I don't know how, how easy that is to do. Uh, it'll be coming out on December 15th again for $30.99. Uh, if you bought the digital and physical version as part of like a Kickstarter or pre-order program, whatever they were doing for that, um, you will get your digital code on the 14th. Get a little day early. But not your physical version, obviously. Anna, tell me about Metabods. Metabots. Metabots? Yeah. Uh, the Metabots RPG, uh, Metabi and Roku show, which are Game Boy Advance games, came out on the Wii U Virtual Console this week. For six ninety nine. I don't know anything about Metabots. Um, well, it's a, it's a cartoon that kind of came out around the same time as like Digimon and Pokemon. Ah. So it sort of has that same style of storytelling so it's kind of like smaller episodes within larger episodes and honestly i don't know what any of the games are like because i haven't played any of them uh, okay. i just somehow managed this is like the side of natsume that i somehow managed to completely avoid growing up okay uh also i found out this week that canada makes games too um didn't you play Deus Ex? Yes. Then you're a goofball. <laughs> I also played like Mass Effect or whatever the Vancouver Bioware stuff, whatever they were making. Um, aren't they in Alberta? Dragon Age, whatever. No, they, they've got... Canada made a game called, um, what's it called? Our Light Core. And it was made by a developer named Dragon Slumber, which is a great name for a developer. Um, Our Light Core, it's a PC coming out via Steam next year. It's not out yet. Uh, full release is planned for quarter three of 2016. Early access sometime in January. January 20th is actually, okay, there's a demo on January 20th. Don't know when the early access is coming. Coming early in 2016. And you can watch a trailer of it on our site and see if you're interested in it. So that is Canada making games. All right, everybody, time for some briefs. No, not that kind of briefs. 
First and foremost, we got a trailer for Salton Sanctuary. Trailer. We got a trailer for Exist Archive. Trailer! <laughs> a lot of trailers, actually. Two separate stories full of character trailers for Exist Archive. Exist Archive, what is this? Is this a Vita first-person RPG? No, it's a side-view RPG. What is this? When is this coming out? It's like a game. Oh, December 17th in Japan. So we don't. it's not even close to coming out here. So that's Exist Archive. Uh, Some Night 6, another Japanese game. We have a bunch of pictures for it. Screenshots. Screenshots. And some story details. You can go read about that there because I don't want to spoil them for you here. We got more trailers for Fire Emblem Cross Shin Megami Tensei or Genei Ibun Roku. Fire Emblem Pound. Fire Emblem Pound. All right, let's do that. Pound Fire Emblem. How do I say that, Alice? Wait, what? Genei Ibun Roku Pound Fire Emblem? Uh, well, we call those hashes. Okay. Oh, hash Fire Emblem. Genei Ibun Roku Hash Fire Emblem. I don't know. How do you, how do you say it in Japanese? Uh, you better learn this stuff before you go over there. Yeah, yeah. It's important. You have to figure out where do I buy Pound Fire Emblem. You need to know how to ask that question. All right, Neo got a trailer. That's a new RPG from um, Tecmo and Koei. You can go see that. Uh, Trillion, God of Destruction, got a trailer. Trailer. And uh, let's see. We talked about that already. Earthbound. Okay, th- we're done with trailers. All right. No more trailers. No more trailers. No more trailers. trailers. I have two quick stories for you. Earthbound, we talked about this a while back. They uh, announced a vinyl soundtrack for Earthbound or Mother 2. Well, that is uh, coming out in the near future now. And you can buy it at uh, SoundCloud at Ship to Store, Ship to Shore Phonograph. They have it available. Um, and you can pre-order it and for delivery to you if you want to play the earthbound soundtrack on your record player or phonograph depending on how precise you want to be i guess uh and also another music album came out that i thought was really cool um it's called prescription for sleep lullabies of mana and it is 12 tracks of secret of mana music redone by some pretty talented musicians um, one who performed on Etrian Odyssey soundtracks and one who was a saxophonist and composer for Metal Gear Solid, um, who uh, they, they've done, they've redone a bunch of Secret of Mana songs as though they were lullabies. And okay, so you can listen to it. That's kind of adorable. And they've done this for a number of, of games. Um, Prescription for Sleep Volumes 1 and 2. Um, from, and on those, sound, on those albums, you can get uh, music from Final Fantasy and DuckTales and Metal Gear and and Legend of Zelda and stuff. Um, the album is only $9.99, and you can pick it up on Louder.fm. So Louder has no E in it. But if you go to Louder.fm and search for Prescription for Sleep or the artist Gentle Love, you can pick that up. So I thought that was cool. So go check that out. All right. Japan has some updates. So if you're following the Japanese import games, this is a section of the show for you. Star Ocean 5 is coming out March 31st instead of February 25th in Japan. Um, If you remember, it was also announced for the West, but only on the PS4, and Japan will be both PS3 and PS4. Dongaropa V3 is going to have a single returning character. The Scary Bear! So the mascot of the... So Monokuma, the mascot of the Danganronpa series, will be back for Danganronpa V3, but I that's the only character. I don't know how they would get rid of him. Yeah, I know. That wouldn't make sense. But No, no, no. I mean, 
Uh, never mind. You have to have played the game. Yeah. The 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 point being that uh, it's essentially an all new story, right? Well, the second one. Oh. Well. <laughs> All right. Other news I'm from Japan. I'm trying to think of how to explain this without being a huge spoiler. Monster Hunter has a line of cologne now. Odorathalos. Odorathalos or Odazanogre. You can now pick those up for about 4,200 yen, which is like, I don't know, 40 bucks, 42 bucks. So uh, if you want if you want to smell like a Monster Hunter monster, go to Japan. <laughs> Alice, I'm going to need you to... like a Monster Hunter monster. Alice, I need you to pick me up some cologne from Japan, all right? <laughs> Alice? I, I, I'm speechless. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we should do the forum feedback first. Oh, we should? Yes. Okay. So Chris asked a lot of questions. And, oh, wait, you, you put the... Oh, right. You numbered the questions correctly. You numbered the... So here's what I love is Chris told, um, listed a number of ways to contact us. And here they are. Number one, post in the thread. Number two, email us at podcast.rpgamer.com. Number three, call us at 608-729-4098. Number four, send us an MP3 or M4A file. Number five, skywriting. Make sure I know where and when to look. Number 13, moonwriting. Much more reliable. Number 88, smoke signals. Actually, those aren't recommended. Number two, no salt blocks, please. Number 3.14159, no, we really do not have a horse for sale. Yep. All right. So um, you can read the first post. I don't even know how to tackle this, all right? This is, this is, this is overwhelming because I put a bunch of questions down there intending for you to pick one you actually cared about and, and respond. <laughs> And instead, people decided, let me respond to all the questions. So how about I read the questions and you read the answers? All right. I like it. All right. So the first set of replies is from Lucifer. No, no. Yeah. Read the first question. Number one, what did you get for Black Friday? All right. Lucifer said a headache. Number two. Oh, no, 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 no. Stop. Just stay. We'll stay on number one. So Lucifer said a headache. The walk-in dude said, the only major purchase I made on Black Friday was a 360 controller for my laptop so I can play Trails in the Sky like it's a console game. Lol Whoop said, I pre-ordered the, like 12 games for 30% off thanks to Best Buy and Amazon. I got my girlfriend the sleep tracker thing that does stuff when you put it on your wrist. I don't know what it really does, but she wanted it and it was on sale. And that's the most important thing. She's, ra- <laughs> she's wrapping it for herself for Christmas. <laughs> I picked up this really sweet blue snowball mic that was like half price, so now I can record nice things like me playing my guitar and singing. It's pretty great. I also picked up Bloodborne for my brother because it was $20. Soffel Silk picked up Witcher 3 and a new Blu-ray player. Techside picked up a tabletop RPG I'd never heard of and returned it on Sorrowful Regret Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Strawberry Eggs uh, did no Black Friday shopping for me. I tend to do all my holiday shopping starting on Cyber Monday or afterwards. The anime said nothing. It was in between paydays. And let's see. Jay Scarp said just some online deals from Square Enix, Chrono Trigger DS, Kingdom Hearts 1.5 HD, and Life is Strange. All right. So question number two. What do you want for Christmas? 
Lucifer says, I want you right here with a big ribbon on your head, and I want to look you straight in the eye. I want to tell you what I... Well, we'll save that for Christmas, yes? Oh, God. The walking dude said, the big thing I want this year for Christmas is a Wii U so I can play Xenoblade. Also, Stella Glowed, because Anna Maurice made it sound good. It's really good. It's, it's crazy. Good. It's crazy. It's crazy. That's because you just don't appreciate the story. Number two, what do you want for... Oh, sorry. Um, Lolwoop said, I'm getting some Warhammer 40k models. Other than that, I'm hoping to get a PS4 soon. That would be especially good because I own a handful of PS4 games already. Trails of Cold Steel comes out just before Christmas, too. So that's another thing going under the tree. I don't get gifts much anymore. I just buy games for myself and try to think of something cool to give to my family and friends. Sothel Silk said, To not have my in-laws give me the stank face and my girls to give me a day off. Oh. <laughs> Tech yeah, sites, he is. Yeah. Both of his kids. Wait, does he have two or three kids? They're all under five, so a day off would be really nice. I would, I would imagine. Uh, let's see. TechSide said, "A new 3DS XL. I have a regular 3DS, and my eyes are getting a little bad. I'd like a bigger screen so it's easier on me. Also, Legend of Legacy and Stella Glow. Yay, Stella Glow love. Strawberry Egg says a 3DS XL would be nice. Also, Kill a Kill on Blu-ray." Although Animplex is charging their crazy high prices for that. And at individual volumes with three to four episodes of discs, what is this, 2000 <laughs> Yeah, remember we were looking at Ronmo one half in the store? Yeah. Uh, let's see. The Anime Man said Xenoblade Chronicles X. Uh, Jay Scarp said Xenoblade Chronicle X and some Mystery Science Theater 3000 DVDs. Um, refresh the thread. Apparently there's another. Yeah, I know. Okay. Noodle said Titus or Snow. Not the wetter snow, but the man snow. Final Fantasy XI to last forever, and my unicorn to fly in Final Fantasy XIV. Isn't you, it Noodle. a ground melt? I don't know. All right. Number three. What are your best RPG-related Christmas memories? Have I, I've told the story about Pokemon Yellow on the podcast, right? No. My Nan and Curlers? Oh, yes, you have. Yeah. Yeah. Alice, do you have a Christmas crazy Christmas story to tell? Uh, at least as far as RPGs are concerned. Well, no. Oh, yeah. Best RPG-related Christmas memory. Um, no, I don't think so. <gasps> That's so sad. I remember um, going through my mom's bedroom looking for where Christmas gifts might be hidden, and we found them under an end table, and they were oh. not they were not wrapped. So I found out I was getting Final Fantasy three or six. <laughs> and oh, you spoiled it. What, what you have to what you have they to remember is my my mum was very much not keen on buying video games for me as presents like ever. Oh yeah, we we didn't get video games as well. We did, but under really specific circumstances. And I and the other thing is I didn't really start playing RPGs until I was at least eleven years old. And I mean everything went to my brother, and I just kind of inherited it from there. Like we got um, the. Um, we ended up getting Duck Hunt and the and the gun for Easter one year. Nice. That works. <laughs> um, it was an unseasonally it was a seasonally inappropriate present, but we were excited. I like hunting on Easter. Shoot the rabbits. <laughs> uh Sean Cooper's or Lucifer's favorite uh, RPG related memory, the Lucifer Ethos Oliver's Christmas 2008 RP Gamer and later Lucifer.com, Christmas Spectacular, which is still up in the archive. If you want to listen to it. It's where they came over to his house and they had a lot of fun. Um, 
The Walken dude said, my biggest Christmas RPG memory is getting DQ8 and skipping church to play the Final Fantasy XII demo. <gasps> it, skipping church. It was weird, and I didn't quite get it at the time, but I really liked the final product. Uh, well, that's good. I wonder if he'll replay it on um, 3DS. Final Fantasy XII? No, DQ8. No, he's talking about Final Fantasy XII. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Loop says my most memorable was when I got Final Fantasy 9 for Christmas. It was the first Final Fantasy game I ever owned as a brand new release. First uh, first I ever owned at all was 8. And I was so excited to have it. I brought my PlayStation with me when we went to visit family in Cape Breton and weather made us pull into my uncle's house for the night. I hooked it up, started playing it and realized I didn't bring a memory card with me. No. I was incredibly bummed, obviously, since that meant I couldn't save my progress. Well, my mom, being who she is, went out and bought me a memory card. I played, excuse me, I played that game like crazy the whole visit. Let's see. That's how I played seven, but I've talked about that before. Sawful Silk says the year I got Quest sixty four. Oh wait, no, that was terrible. <laughs> Techside said, uh, back when Wild Arms 3 came out, I got it on Christmas. I started it that day, and I finished it a little after New Year's. Great time. Wow, that's fast. Strawberry Egg says, I could tell the story of the year I got Pokemon Red, but that was actually in a birthday present, as it falls about two weeks before Christmas. I guess I could list any number of small but awesome RPG-related gifts my sister tends to get me. Soundtracks, a Bravely Default skin for my 3DS, a Devil Survivor t-shirt, and so on. Some of those may Devil also have been... t-shirt, that's cool. Some of those may also have been birthday gifts. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Ooh, it's, it's Strawberry's birthday soon. The Anime Man says, Parasite Eve. That's a good memory. The first one? Yeah. Okay. Remember the first two games people like. It's the third one people hate. I just... Uh, never mind. Uh, I wasn't into RPGs as a kid, so I don't have any RPG-related memories, says Jay Scarp. I remember the gaming gift I was most excited about at the time was a Sega CD system. That didn't work out well in the Sega long run. Sa- oh, no, wait. That's a Sega Saturn. Yeah. See, What's our next question? All right. Uh, number four. Treat us like a Q&A column and ask us RPG-related questions. What is the optimal statistical party configuration in Hoshigami for PlayStation? Or for PlayStation, says Lucifer. Step one, snap your disc in half. Uh, I, you need to take the disc. Uh, it, this, is, this is very important. To get the proper alignment for your party, you need to look at it in the light. Make sure it's very shiny. Find a microwave. <laughs> Put the disc into the microwave and press um, 10 and press submit. And you should uh, then, um, you know, wait 10 seconds. Great party. And okay. you will have a perfect Hoshigami party to put into your playstation so uh the walking dude says so was this past october the best month for jrpgs in memory disgaea 5 dragon quest heroes and tales of zestiria all came out in a two-week period i'm still trying to catch up that was a really good week there was a couple of indie things that came out too because i think that's when um undertale came out as well i'm not going to count dragon quest heroes as a jrpg why not because it's not a jrpg whatever <laughs> it is a it's a dynasty warriors game based on a jrpg it's a property game. yeah it's a muso game it's not a jrpg eh, it's a it's a fun game it's got fantastic fit and finish um I as far as ta- I, we've had a couple good jrpgs come out disgaea 5 and tales of zestiria but not that many i think it's a very good october i think it's been a good fall for gaming period but i don't know i'm i'm gonna say no not the best month for jrpgs 
You can disagree. Alice, what's your answer? Uh, what, the best month of JRPGs this year? Is J Was JRPG like the best month for JRPGs in memory? Hmm. Don't know. Okay. Thanks. Say. <laughs> You're welcome. Let's see. Lol Whoops says, I'm going to have to email you on this one. I have a habit of asking a lot of questions. Oh, yes. He did email us. Yeah. I don't know when we're going to do those questions. Lol Whoops sent us so many questions, we're going to have to table them for later, I think. I think that... Hey, I, I think we just have to do them rapid fire. Oh, no, okay. no, no. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll probably do them in January. Or next week. Next week. Yeah, because yeah. it'll be dead news week. Yeah. News in theory. In theory. Silk says... All right, Chie is best girl, but I think Risei would make the best waifu. Wait, I guess that's not a real question. All right, Anna, um, who's best girl and who's best waifu? Best waifu, Yukiko. Okay. Because she knows how to take care no, of her. No, she's the best wife. Isn't no. there a difference between an actual wife and a waifu? No, 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 Yukiko, best waifu. Okay, got it. Alice, do you have an opinion? Is this specifically Persona 4? Yes. And And, mm. I mean... Tie between tie between Naoto and Yukiko. Yeah, I mean Naoto is, would be best girl. Uh, you're all wrong. The answer is Teddy. Um, <laughs> what's no, your no, Teddy? Teddy's best husband. Oh, okay. All right, got it. You know, you can get him in. So in Persona Q, one of the one of the level themes is that stupid dating cafe that they do. And so you could date oh, Teddy. Oh yeah, during so Persona it, Four. Yeah. It, you, it, it's, it asks you questions to decide who is your date, mm. and Teddy can be your date. Excellent. Yep. This you is get married. Techside asks. Techside asks us, "What's your favorite JRPG series?" Oh. Oh, does it uh, specifically series? Because my series. favorite JRPG, my favorite JRPG standalone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. I don't know if I should say SMT or Persona, because I love Digital Devil Saga, but mm-hmm. I'm not really that hot on the on the Everything else. SMT games. But I love Persona. Uh, I would go for given that. Okay, look, my favorite RPG is um, Skies of Arcadia, but that's not a series. So my fi- favorite series goes to Chrono Trigger, because you know what? I like Chrono Cross. Hmm. Me too. In fact, I like Chrono Cross more than I like Chrono Trigger. All right. I'm getting a divorce. Um, (laughs) Are we ready for the next question? No, I have to pick my favorite JRPG series. We're going to be here for a while. Final Fantasy. Next. It is probably Final Fantasy, but I'm going to go with Dungeon Crawlers on the Vita. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Number four. Strawberry Egg says, who is your most favorite non-human, human-like party member in an RPG? Please do not list Pokemon, Megami Tensei demons, or similar recruitable catchable creatures. Damn it, because I was going to say the the penis thing from Persona. No. Mara? Yeah. No. (laughs) What's wrong with you? Because it's a fun answer. Um, okay, so what was the thing this that was This is your favorite, yeah, like anything that you capture, right? Or collect or um, negotiate to join your party. This is favorite non-human, human-like party member in an RPG. This does not mean you're most attractive. This does not mean the one you want to have sex with. This just means your favorite. That just means that you like them, okay? No extra subtext. Huh. <laughs> Once all these restrictions are in place, no one has an answer anymore. 
I think for you, Alice, it's the dog with a pipe in it and tails. What, for Pete? Yeah. The dog's got mm. a pipe. No? Okay. Yeah, maybe. In an RPG, huh? Is Yoshi in any of the Mario RPGs, Anna? Yeah. Because that, that's a good answer, isn't it? Um, no? sure. No, you're not a fan of Yoshi. Well, no, it's just... The way that he's included is like the little punk. It's the baby Yoshi. Oh, yes. And depending on how many steps you take and how many turns you take... It determines his color. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So I got an orange one. I didn't even know that was possible. I had to go look up why the heck my Yoshi orange. Why is my Yoshi orange? orange? (laughs) I'm like, what the hell? (laughs) I'm trying to think of non-human or human-like party members in RPGs. There's not that many. I mean... um... I mean, there's some non-humans in Shining Force parties... There's some centaurs in Fire Emblem, not Fire Emblem, in Shining Force. I mean, I'd some, say Lynx, but that kind of feels like cheating. There's some non-human characters in the Fire Emblem games, right? Do those count? Sure. Yeah. I'm, you're your character. Yeah. You're a dragon. Oh, in, in one of them? No, in all of them. In Fire Emblem? In Oh, sorry. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Nice try. <laughs> I, I heard Breath of Fire for some reason. Yeah. Which is like... Your character is not human. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I, this is a harder question than I thought. I Can I, I say like... Lynx or is that cheating? No, that's not cheating. Okay, well then Lynx. Lynx from Chrono Cross. More posh. Posh, posh. What is... Um, I feel like there's got to be a good RPG that just has a faithful dog going around with you. All right, Fallout. <laughs> <laughs> that dog is real nice to you in Fallout 4. I like him. I don't have a good answer for this. I need to think about it more. Uh, let's see. Number four from... Oh, let's see. Are we yeah. on to number five? No, hold on. Uh, this person didn't answer. There are a bunch of December releases this year, says Jay Scarp, right up to December 22nd with Trails of Cold Steel. And I'm wondering if it still makes sense to release your game in the lead up to Christmas, especially with a niche RPG. Um, would they, game companies instead be better off waiting for a less crowded part of the year when they might get more press exposure? This is a it question. It depends on how aware your fans are. And here's the thing is Kiseki fans are really, really good at educating themselves and keeping their community educated. Kiseki fans being the Trails of Games? Yeah. And so I think that it doesn't hurt Trails of Cold Steel to be put out on the 22nd. I think that they may have been basic. I think that they really wanted to put it out this year. And... There has been some speculation that they were contractually obligated to put it out this year, but I'm not sure I'd really put any credence into that because that sounds kind of stupid. Exceed has a lot of games. They just kind of have to put them out when they're done. Exceed has like 15 games they're working on. Hmm. And no, I don't think it hurts them to put it out on the 22nd because you know what a lot of people are going to get on December 25th? Gift cards. And memory cards. And eShop cards. And so, I mean, you open up your brand new memory card or PSN card bright and early Christmas morning, you're going to remember the game that came out three days before. I suppose. So. No, I don't think it'll hurt them. And I mean, if anything, what the, the Trail series has a very long tail of sales. 
long tail in the sky. Yep. All right, number five. Treat us like a Q&A column and ask us non-RPG-related questions. Lucifer says, why do you insist on resisting my benevolent dictatorial rule? I'm just not that big of a fan of salt. Yeah, I think it's the salt. There's a lot of salt, yeah. Sean. Yeah, it's the salt. It's the salt. Uh, let's see. Let's I mean, see. seriously, I've seen less salty miners get ganked in EVE Online. That's true. <laughs> uh, Lolwhoop says, I'll mix this in with number four. I'll try to limit myself to 20-ish questions. Thanks. <laughs> uh, Sofflesilk says, MFK, Crota, Atheon, oh, Mary, have sex with, kill. Crota, Atheon, Golgoroth. Who are uh, these people? Well, at least one of them's a Destiny character. All of them are Destiny characters. Um, can I just kill, kill, kill? No, you have to pick one. Um. Okay, I so... don't know the answer to this. This is dumb. No. <laughs> Next. Uh, Techside says Thin Mints, Samoas, or Trefoils? Um, uh, thin Mints. Whatever's non-alcoholic? All of them are non-alcoholic. Aren't Samoa's drinks? No. Are you sure? They're cookies. Oh. Oh. Samoa's are like the rice ones with drizzled chocolate on top. Trefoils are kind of just like a biscuity cookie that have a little chocolate on the bottom. And, um, yeah, well, you know what a Thin Mint is. Uh, For me, it's the Samoa's. Like, no question. Can I have a slice of pie instead? No, you have to eat the cookies. Well, fine. You can have mine. Okay. <laughs> What'd you go with, uh, Alice? Thin mints. Uh, thin mints. Okay. That's fine. Uh, let's see. Ironically, that actually goes with number seven. Uh, Strawberry Egg says, Convince me to actually play the copy of Splatoon I bought over a month ago. I love the game's aesthetics, music backstory, and enjoy looking at fan art, but I'm usually averse to shooters. I've been told by a number of people who also don't care for shooters that they love Splatoon, but I'm still reluctant to play it. Honestly, it doesn't play like a shooter. Because... I would say get off your high horse and listen to your friends who are telling you that they like it and they don't like shooters. Don't go into it thinking about it like it's a shooter. Honestly, no. you want to approach it as like a map dominance game. It's... And it's really fun like that. You just run around painting stuff. And yeah, every once in a while, either you blow up someone or they blow up you. And then you start over and you keep painting stuff. How about stop being stressed out about whether or not you're going to like the game or not and just try it. I yeah. It's okay if you don't like it. It's okay if if you play the game and it didn't work out, you can still like all the other stuff about it. Just give it a shot. You have it. Your friends think you'll like it. Just give it a try. I think you should play the game because it is very short matches and that makes it not as stressful of a shooter. Also, you respawn immediately and that helps a lot. Finally, there are a lot of background things you can do that aren't based on shooting other people that still contribute to your victory. So it's really more of a painting game. Also, I really wish the comics that show the idea of just dipping a paintbrush into the water around the map, um, technically converting it all to your color, I wish you could do that in the game because that would be cheating and awesome. All right. Let's see. Uh, Jay Scarf says, Chris, you always talk about wanting a pirate game, so did you play the remake of Sid Meier's Pir Pirates play released a few years back? Pretty good pirate game. I did not play it. I Damn do it, know Chris, about you it. You really should. I do know about it. Never got around to it. Alternatively, just play Assassin's Creed 4. I started playing that, but never really finished it. That's but your problem, not mine. I'm aware. 
Okay. I have many on. problems when it comes to pirate games. I'm very interested in sailing around on a crystal clear um, Caribbean sea, but I seem to have issues actually getting myself to do it. Yep. That's um, a problem. Yep. And it's all on me. All right. Next question, please. Um, number six. Treat us like a relationship advice column and ignore everything we say. Um, Lucifer says, um, same question about resisting benevolent dictatorial rule, but with more focus upon how benevolent I am and how churlish you are for resisting. Salt. Salt. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Whoop says, that would involve ignoring this too, which creates a paradox. Uh, <laughs> He's got a point. Uh, Soffle ignored the question. Techside says, I actually didn't listen to the podcast, but I'm commenting anyway. Okay. Um, let's see. Everyone skip question six. <laughs> no one wants. <laughs> I don't blame you. All right. Next question, please. Anna. Um, number seven. Tell, tell me about what cookies you like. Uh, Lucifer says chewy with fruit in them. No icing, no sprinkles. Uh, let's see. Law Whoop says, I prefer brownies over cookies. I do like chocolate chip cookies, though. Maple cookies as well. Softful Silk says, my grandma's almond pasted cookies and my aunt's soft biscotti. Techside said, Thin Mints. <laughs> Strawberry Egg says, I'm fairly simple when it comes to cookies. Chocolate chip or sugar cookies with sprinkles are delectable. Anime Man says nothing. And Jay Scarp says peanut butter. What about you, Chris? Oh, um, I prefer like um, soft chocolate chip cookies where the chocolate chips are actually giant square chunks of chocolate and that it's very gooey and melty and you eat it and it's real soft and you get chocolate all over your fingers. Decadent. Mm-hmm. Extremely decadent. I want a cookie now. Uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of do as well, actually. <laughs> What's our next Although question? I, Share with I'm us your milk preference. No, hold on. What's Alice? I was going to say I actually prefer biscuits, but... Oh, okay. Chocolate, uh, chocolate digestive biscuits are oh. the best. All right. Though you probably call them cookies in some kind of bizarre Americanism. Yes, I bet you we they do. do. Yep. I know exactly what digestives are. We They're like super popular in Canada. And yeah. we don't really call them cookies, but they're put with the cookies. But they're just called yeah, digestives. Well, I mean, they're found, in the, they're found in the same place you find cookies in England anyway. Okay. So, whatever. What's our next question, dear? Uh, share with us your milk preference, number eight. You don't Sammy, read the rest of it? Sammy, whatever the hell semi-skimmed is in American. Uh, 1%? Not, yeah, okay, so 1%, here were the one. suggestions that Chris made. None, 2% whole, almond, soy, chocolate, strawberry, quick, Ovaltine, goat, horse, cat. <laughs> um, Lucifer says whole or GTFO. Uh, let's see. Law Whoop says we drink skim milk because it doesn't upset my girlfriend's stomach. Oh, Soffle Silk sweet. says whole cows and chocolate milk. Texas sa- Techside says 1% with Ovaltine. Mm. Oh. Strawberry Egg says skim milk is fine or barring that 1%. Even 2% milk is too creamy for me. Interesting. 
The Anime Man says chocolate almond or soy. Jay Scarp says, used to be 2%, but I've recently gone back to whole milk. My dietitian oh. keeps changing what I should be drinking. Mm-hmm. My my mom drinks... It's something that I get when I'm down in Cornwall, but my mom pretty much exclusively drinks goat's milk. Nice. Nice. What What are you supposed to drink now, Anna? Um, 1%. Okay. What's uh, our next question? Number... 9. 9. How awesome is Xenoblade? Uh, Lucifer says, not very. Single-player MMO-style gameplay. World of Warcraft is better, and I do not much like WoW. Which, by the way, when Sean tells you he doesn't much like WoW, he's full of crap because he's played more of WoW than most people. Like, uh, combined. Uh, let's but he see. doesn't play WoW as much as he role-plays in WoW. Yeah. Oh, I see you mean he's over on Moonguard. Yes. Yes, actually. actually. <laughs> How did you know he was on Moonguard? Eh, took a random guess. I mean, it is the largest RP server on the US group. Yeah. And this is coming coming from someone who's on the second largest RP server in the group. He was the Pope for a while. In some Stormwind church thing. I don't know what's going on. You know, I think I actually read about that at one point. Okay. Long story, okay? All right. Um, Let's see, uh... Number nine from Lol Whoops is can't be that great if it gets delayed by the weather. I mean, really? Xenoblade got delayed by the weather? Okay. Uh, I know. Maybe the deliveries got delayed or yeah, something. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, Soffle Silk says, meh. <laughs> Techside says, how awesome is Xenoblade? I'm getting a new 3DS, so. <laughs> oh, are we talking about Xenoblade or Xenoblade Chronicles? Uh, I kind of left it vague on purpose. X. Oh, okay. Uh, I still haven't actually played the original. <laughs> Strawberry Egg says, very, very awesome. It's one of my most favorite video games of all time. So there you go, Anime Man. Or Tech Side, rather. That's what Strawberry Eggs thinks. Um, the Anime Man says, I was not impressed by the first one initially, but I have played a little more and like it. And let's see. Scarp says, uh, so awesome I put 120 hours into the 3DS port this year. Super duper awesome. What's our next question, Anna? Number 10. No, no, really. How awesome is Fallout 4? No, I played it. Number 10 is from Sean Cooper. Says, not very. It is good, but highly overrated. Um, the Walking Dude says, Fallout 4 is really good, but I think I probably hyped it up too much, so I find it a little disappointing. Um, Law Wolf says the game makes a good decoration on my table. Besides the other four PS4 games, I can't play. It is quite sturdy and well designed in that regard. <laughs> Soffle Silk says not launch price tier for me. Hit me up when I can get it for less than thirty bucks. I think twenty nine ninety nine is going to be the trigger price for a lot of people for that game. So if it drops on Boxing Day, and I'm not sure it will. But maybe for Valentine's. I'm finding Day? out a lot of our listeners just like to play older, cheaper games. They don't seem to pick up new games on release. Interesting. Uh, Techside says, uh, sadly, I haven't played it. Strawberry Egg says, skipped it. <laughs> the Anime Man says, who knows, who cares, not my scene. <laughs> uh, Jay Scarp says, haven't gotten it, but from reviews, I'm not sure I would enjoy it. <laughs> Ouch. So not a lot of Fallout 4 love here. All right. Number 11. No, no, no. Oh, wait. Sorry. Go ahead, Anna. Huh? Number 11. 
no, no, no. Really, how awesome is Tales of Zestiria? Uh, Lucifer says, Zestria is the revolutionary new additive that simply everyone is talking about. <sighs> Lol Whoop says, hmm, yep, that's on the pile as well. Soffle Silk says, Tales of Zestiria is probably the one game that I was hoping would go on sale during Black Friday or Cyber Monday. So much disappointment this season because it didn't go on sale. Techside says, well, there's another Christmas gift. Strawberry Eggs, skipped it. The Anime Man, I have rather enjoyed Zestiria, save for the equipment system. Yeah, you don't like that either, do you? I don't understand it. <laughs> I don't understand any of the systems in the game, but I like the game. Uh, Jay Scarb says, on the backlog to play after Christmas. Next question, please. Um, number 12. Okay, okay. How awesome is Pokemon Picross? Uh, Lost, uh, Lucifer says, not very. Picross is a bit played out at this point. Really? I actually like, I mean, the first part of the game. <laughs> Here we go, guys. Just so you know, right this, this question had in parentheses, this one's for Anna at the end of it. <laughs> so go ahead, Anna. Um... It is kind of straight up Picross for the first few stages. And then you unlock Mega Evolutions, and then you start to unlock the daily Pokemon. But aren't these all and elements the that were in... World? Weren't these elements that were in E1 and E2 no. and E3? I, E1 was straight Picross. There was okay. no variations. And I haven't played the other E games, so well, I Well, they don't add know. things. They do add things. I know that. Okay. Well, you need to play those. Okay. Um, but I'm playing Pikmin Picross and enjoying it right now. Pikmin. Yes. All right. Number 13. No, no, we're not oh, done. Okay. Um, Lol Whoop says, what is Picross? Why is it awesome? No, you're not going to answer for him? Ow. Soffle Silk says, meh. Uh, Picross is not for everybody. Uh, let's see. The anime man says, oh, he didn't answer it. And finally, no, yeah, that's it. All right. <laughs> Next question, please. Number 13, literally feedback about anything else. Lucifer says, I find the appearance of your face vaguely irritating. You should consider changing it to something less so. Thanks. And I'm the rude one, right, Anna? Okay. Lol Whoop says, you don't talk about hyperdimension Neptunia in the spinoffs enough. We need to praise our new overlords. You need more guests. I'm talking lots more. At least as many as the time you had the most plus two. Okay, good point. Uh, we need an official RPG cast game to play every week that we can play while we listen to feel like we're part of the show as well. That's a good idea. I don't know how we do that. He also says, I feel like people should be talking about how great my dog is. And also the rides are too expensive. What? <laughs> what do you mean the rides? are? The, what rides? All right. I guess I did say anything else, huh? Hmm. Uh, do, 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 do. The Anime Man says, I love RP Gamer. Thank you. Next question, please. Number 14. Call in and pretend to be Team Rocket. And you said looking at you, Max Storm, but Mac isn't the one that called in and was Team Rocket. Well, apparently. So... I'm kind of curious who called in and was Team Rocket, because they did it, like, what, twice? Yeah. So, if you're Team Rocket, we want to hear from you again, because that was kind of awesome. It was pretty awesome. I doubt we'll hear from him again, though. Uh, let's see. Lul Whoop says, I don't call people much, and I wouldn't pretend to be Team Rocket, since they're some of the worst trainers to exist in Pokemon. Uh, Techside says, no, nothing. 
Um, Are we ready for number 15? Yes. Black Friday disaster stories. No injuries, but like store displays being destroyed and that sort of thing. Um, oh, wait. First of all, Sean said too busy blasting off at the speed of light. Sorry. Okay. So, yes. Black, Sean's Black Friday story. Although not on Black Friday proper, many years ago, whilst working on GameStop on a holiday season, a co-worker threw a video game across the store. It passed over three displays and hit me in the face in the back corner of the store. I fell backwards, into the stockroom, and into the giant bin for defective games. Completely unintentionally, and no hard feelings, but the manager still wrote him up for it, which I thought was a bit of a dick move. Can I say dick on your forums? Actually, never mind. I don't care. <laughs> Lol Whoop says Best Buy.ca was up but wouldn't work for like 40 minutes. It was awful. Oh no. <laughs> Soffle Silk says Absolute store aisle gridlock last year in Walmart. Women with children in carts ramming people into scooters out of the way. I put my basket down and left. Um. So back when I worked at EB Games, um, we don't have Black Friday in Canada, or at least we do a little bit, but. Um, Boxing Day is basically our equivalent to Black Friday, which is December 26th. And so December 26th, if you work in a retail store, you are working in a retail store. And so um, you basically get there an hour before the store opens and you make sure as many things are like accessible as possible. So you like unlock all the drawers, you unlock all the all the things that pe- the people can't get into to steal, and you take everything that's stealable off the show floor, and so it's or off the the sales floor, and yeah, you spend an hour prepping, and then you're basically um, there until close, and good luck getting a break because there's just no time. So you basically snag a slice of pizza in the stock room pizza! for seconds, and you wolf it down, and you might get a drink. Mm. So. I think the I think all of my horror stories revolve around people who purchased pre-order game or pre-owned games, and they were defective or um, unliked, and they tried to bring them back, and we had to tell them no. Ouch! Because once you open a game, it's yours. This this was after long after you know EB Games changed its policy to from like hey bring it back within thirty days and we'll do whatever to you have fourteen days to bring it back sealed or else you're screwed. And so there was a lot of people who got angry because three-year-old Lego games, we only had one pre-ordered cop we only had one pre-owned copy and they had bought it. So yeah, that was stressful. And invariably the debit machine would go down. Which meant we couldn't take debit or credit cards. I want to hear about them having a riot in your store now. Displaying destroying your uh your uh, nothing, Nintendo section. Nothing ever got destroyed. All right. I mean, we are Canadians. Yeah. A little too playful. Yeah. Strawberry Egg says, maybe not a disaster per se, but our latest story about this one Black Friday when I still worked at a McDonald's in a shopping mall food court. It had to have been the busiest day that year. We had to get employees from full-size McDonald's to help us, and we were still swamped. Better yet, we closed nearly a- an hour after we were supposed to because there was still a persistent line, albeit shorter than earlier in the day. Wow. Okay. Uh, the anime man says, I was working, but it was surprisingly busy for a medical lab. And Jay Do you Scar- remember yeah? that one year that we were at your dad's? And it was the first year that Walmart was going to be open on Thanksgiving mm-hmm. 
day. It was they was open Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, it was only a couple of years ago. Um, we went to the store because we needed something cheese and crackers or some goofiness like that, and there were already people lined up for sales that wouldn't start for like twenty four hours. Well, no, they were going to start at midnight. Um, some of the was it because yeah. I thought one of those sales was marked at twelve p.m. No, okay. I don't think so. But yeah, so yeah, it was like, people were it was like one o'clock in the afternoon, and they were lined up for midnight sales. Well, they wanted that TV. Wasn't a very good TV. Number sixteen. Um, is Sword Art Online really worth watching? Lucifer says, absolutely not. Lolwoop says, I like the show, and my girlfriend really liked it. It's not the best ever, but it's a good waste of time. Soffle Silk says, Sword Art Online's Sword Art Online is absolutely worth watching and is nothing like the harem the games make it out to be. It certainly has some fan service, but nowhere near what the games would have you think. It is not top tier anime. I'm gonna take an aside here and ask, what is top tier anime? But okay. Uh, but I've had a lot of fun watching it. I've seen a lot of other anime over the past yeah, few years. Hang on. Do you want do you want a serious answer to that yes. question? Yes. Uh Space Battleship Yamato 2199. Okay, isn't that like a super old anime? No, I'm talking about the remake. Oh, they did a remake, okay. Yeah, go watch that, it's really good. Okay. Even if it does have space Nazis in. Actually, no, wait, no, that's a positive note, never mind. So, Space Battleship Yamamoto or the remake, got it? Yamato. Yamato. Toyota. Space Battleship Toyota. Is that the only top-tier anime? No, there's others, but that's just the easiest go-to. Project Aiko, would that count as top-tier anime? Okay. Never mind. All right. Uh, let's see. It's not... Let's see. What did he say? I've seen a lot of other anime over the past few years that have little to them aside from harem shenanigans. So, Sword Art Online is not one of those. So that's good. Um, what was that one we watched, Anna? Rosaria Vampire that was basically all harem shenanigans? Yeah. Um... The Rosario Vampire. Yeah. yeah, I think it was Rosario Vampire. The the Vampire Rosary. So. Yeah. Uh, tech side says you asked for this. Uh, oh wait, no. First of all, short answer no. But you want the long answer, right? You asked for this. What's the long answer, Tex? Sword Art Online has a few good parts in the first series. Episode one to fourteen have a lot of good material with some parts that were mediocre. They build up some characters you care about. It almost narrowly, but never quite avoids being the tale of generic shonen protagonist and his man pain. But alas, there's there is some man pain. But it's okay. There's other characters. There's poignant moments. The concept just works. What is man pain, Anna? I don't know what man pain is. All right. And then episode 15 comes out. I feel I should refrain from spoilers and every one person's mileage may vary. What I found offensive is not what others will find offensive. I respect that and I cast no judgment if you weren't bothered by the things I were. We're all entitled to like whatever we want for whatever reason we want or indeed vice versa. So that note in place, I had issues for with how it treated the female lead, who I found fun, who had a narrative role in agency, though the writing was far from plot, who had a personality and didn't exist to cause generic shonen protagonist man pain. Well, let's just say those qualities go out the window and get replaced with a human-sized bird's cage, a creepy dude, and suggestively snape-shaped snails. I don't know what any of that means. That sounds really interesting. It was like coming home to your house, finding out it was actually a dog turd, and that dog turd was also on fire, and you were living in the dog turd the entire time. I was so angry at episode 15 that I threw my tablet across the room. Apparently series 2 is badder, but I don't want to live in a dog turd again. It was on fire, and I don't like to find out if a place is on fire while I'm staying there. <laughs> Did you say better or better? Better. Okay. 
I just love that description. It's like a dog turd, and it turns out you're living in it. <laughs> I, it was on fire, and I don't want. I don't like to find out if the place is on fire while I'm staying there. So I'm not watching the rest of them. <laughs> I love it. Okay. <laughs> that was from Techside. Uh, Strawberry Egg says I haven't seen it. I hear it falls apart after episode 14, so that may be preventing me from checking it out. Okay. The Anime Man says um, nothing. <laughs> Which is, I find ironic that the anime man has no comment on Sword Art Online. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's it. Next question, please. Anna? Um, speaking of anime, which one is your favorite right now? And do you pirate it, or Crunchyroll, or Funim Animation it, etc.? Lucifer says, I don't pirate anime. I'm really enjoying Seraph of the M on Funimation right now. I just finished Seven, Seven Deadly Sins on Netflix, and I love that, too. Okay. Um, Lolwoop says, I've been watching the One Piece dub on Funimation's PS3 app and on their site. I'm at episode 176. Only like 300 more to go until I'm caught up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I didn't realize they had dubbed that much of that. Soffle Silk says, current season, Owari Monogatari. Everything irregular at Magic High. I stream from Kiss Anime. I don't know what Kiss Anime is, but okay. Techside says, one, man, one Punch Man is pretty good. It's on Hulu. I also like Blood Brigade Battlefront or whatever that series title is. It was really good. Uh, Strawberry Egg says, my... Most favorite newish series I'm watching right now is Parasite the Maxim. I'm still amazed that this was adapted into an anime almost 20 years after the manga originally ended. It has a really good story thus far with an interesting look at human ethical standards from the perspective of the main character and the titular Parasites. Also, I don't pirate anime and I'm still old school about how I watch it. I watch a couple of shows on Toonami and still buy Blu-ray DVD box sets. I'm considering starting to watch more anime on a streaming site like Funimation and just buying most of my favorite shows on disc since I'm running out of space. So here's the dilemma, the interesting dilemma that we have in our house in regards to anime. Chris wants to watch it subbed, and I want to watch it dubbed. Yeah, that causes problems. So we've sort of hit a odd um, wall in our anime watching. So maybe that can be our question of the week. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I actually don't have a running series at the moment, but I very rarely watch running series. I'd rather just wait until they're finished and then just marathon the whole thing. And, and I think this is I'm gonna and you know what? In a bold move, I'm just gonna blame Bandai Namco for this one for not putting out any information about a new Super Robo Wars game anytime soon. Okay. And but in problem? the meantime in the meantime we should watch Space Battleship Tomato. What? I am going I am going to hurt you, Chris. The anime man says, depends on what I want to watch. There are plenty of older series I enjoyed that I'd have to pirate these days to watch only because no one carries them. Uh, let's see. Jay Scarp uh, doesn't answer. All right. Next question. All right. Number 18. This is the last question, everybody. Yes. Are you going to fund Psychonauts 2? Lucifer says C16, um, which the answer was absolutely not. But much, much louder and repeated until the end of time. <laughs> So did you back Psychonauts, Chris? I did, $39. Okay. Oh, so that you could get a copy of the mm -hmm. game? Okay. Lol Whoops says, I never played the first game, but I have owned it for a number of years. I guess I should play it. Yes, Lol Whoops, you should play it. It's like a Saturday morning cartoon, like a well-written one and funny and stuff. So they do humor and good in that game. So I'd recommend playing it. 
I don't even care about the gameplay. I just like standing around listening to the characters talk. <laughs> Soft of Silk says, no. Techside says, nah, but I wish it well. Strawberry Egg says, no, but I wish the campaign well. I know what it's like to wait and hope a long time for a sequel. The Anime Man says, no. What's that sigh for, Anna? Um, I'm really impatiently waiting for <laughs> For what? Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem? Okay. Jay Scarp says, nope, Cosmic Star Heroine is the last thing I kickstarted. That's the last thing that I kickstarted, too. Right. In fact, I gave them crap this week because um, they are, like, over a year behind. What a shock. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I should... But, I mean, here's the thing is I have two other kickstarters that I'm still waiting for stuff for. And, honestly, one of them I should ask for a refund because I have zero interest in the game at this point. But um, that Phoenix RPG project, mm -hmm. the one that Matsuno was attached to, mm -hmm. the one that I was like, there's no way in hell I'm backing that because it smells. Um, so they came out and were like, hey, guys, we know we're 18 months later than we said we would be. But don't worry, the game's going to be ready in 30 months. Mm -hmm. Because we lost our programmer and then we shoved it. They announced our... that a while ago, Anna. And then... That game's been having issues for months and months. One, even for an indie game, I don't understand how losing a single programmer can completely derail your They only had like one this programmer. Month, this many months. They only had one programmer. Yeah, but... So they literally could make no progress. Yep. I'm sorry, but that's just bad project management. No. Wait, are you telling me the Kickstarter games that can't get approved by a publisher aren't doing well because they have bad... Pro project management almost as though that's why they couldn't get approved to begin with by a publisher that's okay wild season also announced the uh, this week or last week oh maybe? you just have a vendetta against wild no, season I don't. yes you do you no, want to see don't. them fail i do not but uh, did i expect them to fail absolutely and guess what they've decided that their harvest moon clone is going to be episodic <laughs> i don't know how that works with the harvest Neither moon game I. but we'll see <laughs> We'll see. All right, folks. The feedback is not complete yet. Um, we're gonna save Focus. the letter with all the let with all the email all the questions for later um, from Law Whoops. But um, was that Law Whoops? Yeah, that was Law Whoops. Yeah, but uh, but, but we do have voicemails. So first off, here we go. Hi, this is Tick Panther from the UK calling in to um, reply to uh, Chris's long um, feedback question list. Okay, Black Friday. I did actually get something. Uh, I got uh, Transformers Devastation on PSN for 20 Ooh. quid. Uh, what do I want for Christmas? Uh, actually, genuinely, I'm wanting money because I'm saving up to get a photographic background. Best RPG-related Christmas memories? Hmm. Should be honest, in a way, Final Fantasy VII. Um, when that came out, that was around the, or at least when I got it, it was around the Christmas break, during one of my years at university, so I played it an awful lot whilst I was um, off. Um, ask you uh, RPG-related questions. Hmm. What's your favourite RPG? Ask non-RPG-related questions. What flavour of soup can you make? What flavour of soup can we make, Anna? Um, well, I already made some, um, squash soup. There you go. Fla squash soup. You make it with butternut squash. Let's give call and ignore everything we say. If I can ignore everything, I'll ignore the question and go on to question seven. Cookies, oatmeal, and raisin. Milk preferences? Uh, well, 
regular whole milk, but I do actually like vanilla almond milk. How awesome is Xenoblade? Lovely fine, I've never played it. Ditto for Fallout 4, ditto for Tales of Asteria, ditto for Pokemon Picross. Feedback about anything else. December is a crap month. Uh, <laughs> only pretend to be Team Rocket if you're Maxstorm. I'm not Maxstorm and I can't pretend to be Team Rocket. Blackfire disaster stories, and I don't venture out into the shops when it's uh, busy. If so, but online, really worth watching. Personally, I really enjoyed it, but your mileage may vary. Uh, favorite anime right now? Um, I think one of them would definitely have to be the Monogasari series, and I watched that one on, well, the newer ones on Crunchyroll, and the older ones I got the Blu-rays, and I've done fun Psychonauts 2. Probably not. There, I've answered them all. See ya. Yay! <laughs> Thanks, I've Diggs. learned something today. I've learned that nobody has played recent releases on our site, and that everyone has watched Sword Art Online and, like, doesn't like it for different reasons. <laughs> It's kind of fascinating, I admit. All right, let's see what's next. Hey, RPG Cast, how y'all doing? Hey, Draconis. A few questions for you. One, where is Alice and Anna going to do their new podcast, the RPG Boink Cast, where they talk about boinking? Uh, Question two. Wait, why would you and Alice be talking about boinking? Huh? I don't know. I, 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 I could probably fill up an entire cast on that no, subject. No, exactly I don't once. want you talking to my wife about boinking. Let's move on. <laughs> why not, when Chris? Are you so insecure? T- talk with Sabin. Third is, Chris, aren't you a little annoyed that your wife is playing with some kids on the show while you're trying to record and finally, how's the raising those Chaboodles doing? Didn't know that you could raise crossbreed a Chihuahua with a Poodle to form a Chaboodle. Later, y'all. What What is he talking about? What are you playing with during the podcast? I was uh, playing Trails tits. in the Sky a oh. couple weeks ago. All right. So oh, I, was I, was playing, actually... I was playing with tits while you were recording the podcast. Right. Oh, I was actually playing with my tits. <laughs> <sighs> Family show, folks. <laughs> Dave, Family David show. just shot me like the worst look ever. <laughs> Next phone phone call. Uh, uh hello. Is this who I'm supposed to be? Uh, what? Who who am I talking to? Um, all right, here, hold on. Let me read this. To protect the world from devastation. <laughs> To unite all people within our nation? Is this some kind of Trump thing? <laughs> I don't want anything to do with that nut job. Uh, uh, yeah, um, I don't know what in the world I'm reading, but this has nothing to do with propane draining, does it? No? Okay, well, here, here, let me let you talk to somebody else. Hello? Is is this the RPG cast? Okay, hi. Sorry about that earlier. I just wanted to call and leave a quick message. Um, please forgive that last outburst. Our employees get on the phone all the time, and they just call and do everything. It's so ridiculous. My name is Michael Cunningham. You may know me as Max Storm. Yay! Long-time listener. Maybe second or third time caller. I think I've called quite a few times before, but it's been a long time. I just wanted to call and say hi. 
you have a feedback show and you ask questions to which I want to give you some feedback on. So you asked on question number nine. I'm just going down this list that you posted on the RP Gamer forums. Number nine says, how often is Xenoblade? Well, if you're talking about the first Xenoblade, it is amazing, especially the 3DS, the new 3DS version. So much nicer, has a lot of new functionality. Just if you own the new 3DS, you have no reason not to have Xenoblade 3D. Can't say I would buy a new 3DS just for it, but if you've got one, you need to invest. Now, question number nine could be taken another way, as in if you meant Xenoblade X. That one is fun, too, but it's so long and tedious at times. My goodness. You know, I don't mind the story kind of be doled out in missions and stuff like that, but, man, I really wish it was a better balance of, you know, exploration, going around this huge, beautiful world versus having a reason to go around this huge, beautiful world other than to find items or to fight giant enemies and stuff like that. You know, it's it's good. But at, like, you know, nearing 60 hours, getting a little tiresome, the balance is just not there like it was with the first game. And speaking of not being as good, question number 10 asks, how often is Fallout 4? And I'm going to say, nah. <laughs> you read the review on the site. I, I wrote that one. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. You know. Hold on. His call got cut off, so he had to call back in. <laughs> All right. Thanks to Hank taking up too much of my time last time. I got cut off. Apologizing for the Fallout 4 review. So I'm gonna, just going to say, screw it. I'm not <laughs> going to talk about that anymore. If you want to know how I feel, read the review. Pretty much straightforward how it is. So I want to know question number six says, treat us like a relationship advice column. Oh, no. And ignore everything you say. That I was planning on doing anyways. But here's the question. Should you turn down sex to play an RPG? Oh. No, you haven't got to a safe point. You're grinding, trying to get to a boss. Which grinding is better? That's a That's hard my question. question. Oh. Answer it. I want details. Oh. <laughs> this is disgusting. <laughs> All right, that's our challenge. Alice, do you turn down sex so that you can finish getting your RPG to a save point? Uh, I think I may have done that. <laughs> Already done it. Okay. Anna Marie, do you turn down sex to keep feeling a an RPG? I don't know. Yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you do. Anna gets so into... Let, let me keep this as PG as I can. Anna gets very into games to the point where she has no interest in doing other things. And yes, I can say that uh, certainly certain marital activities are one of those things she has no interest in doing when she's very much into a game. Um, the qu answer for me is... Are you freaking kidding? Of course not. <laughs> you do not turn down sex for an RPG. And I'll leave it at that because you can imagine the conflict that is happening in our house. All right. With that, we should move on because that's very embarrassing. Um, two new releases. Anna, 
Uh-huh. We're going to talk later. All right. <laughs> New releases for the week. All right. This is, uh, let's see, what is what's the week? The 13th through the 18th? All right. Let's see what I've got there. Uh, first off, for many platforms, we get King's Quest Episode 2, Rubble Without a Cause. Uh, that's Xbox One, 360, PS4, PS3, and PC. Uh, if you didn't see, the first episode of King's Quest was free for PlayStation Plus members. So if you were looking at checking that out, you should go do it. It looks pretty. It's got va- famous voice actors. Christopher Lloyd is the old king from King's Quest, so that's cool too. game called Among the Sleep comes out for PlayStation 4. Wii U gets a bunch of things, such as Minecraft Wii U Edition, uh, Devil's Third, um... Dinox on oh. the eShop. What? Um, so Rare did the Wii U version? No. Um, there was something about... There was a bunch of people who asked in regards to Minecraft Wii U if Rare Replay could come to Wii U. And Microsoft is pointing people towards Rare. I don't understand. Oh, Okay. Why would Microsoft point them towards their own company? Yeah, I was a little confused about that. That is weird. All right. I don't remember what Devil's Third is. Um, It's that game where they took out the bathing suit costumes and controversy. Okay. Devil's Third is an action-adventure hack-and-slash shooter. So, and they took out bathing suits. All right. Cool. Uh, I don't know what Dinox is. Fast Racing Neo comes out in the eShop. This looked cool at, like... Um, E3 or something where it's they were showing videos really of it. Really mixed reviews. Yeah, I, I figured it would. Um, it looked pretty though, and was like, ooh, wipeout, but for the Wii U. So I don't know if that'll turn out okay. It sounds like it's turning out mixed. Oh wait, it was packs they were showing it off, huh? Jones on Fire also hits the eShop. The Metabots games you mentioned come out. There's two of them. Think Pokemon Red and Blue. Yep. You only need one of them probably. Yep. Sketch Wars hits the eShop. For Xbox One, they're getting Battle High Two A plus. Whatever that means. Starpoint Gemini 2. The 3DS gets the delusions of von Sottendorf and his square mind. I don't know what that is, but okay. It sounds like a puzzle game. Petite novel, Harvest December. Yeah. Is that a Harvest Moon game? No. <laughs> it's so it's a visual novel, but Okay. Shaman and I have kind of been going back and forth about this on Twitter because Circle Entertainment doesn't localize games very well. It's English, but it's not English, like you know, right? Yeah. And so it's kind of like that crappy English that you keep stumbling over it and realizing that it's not real English, and that's very disruptive to your um, gameplay experience. Okay. So I'm waiting on reviews, because if it's got a crappy localization, I'm not wasting my money. It's rated M. Yeah. Oh, I can't get the controls there. I'm pretty sure it has, like alcohol and smoking and sex it says violent blood and sexual content okay oh i guess they took the smoking out (laughs) you have to put a rating if there's smoking yeah that's funny all right well um yeah i don't know what's going on there's girls in bathing suits a wolf lady riding a wolf and two kids in a high school classroom so that's all i can tell you about petite novel Radio Hammer hits eShop. Rhythmic Ultimate, which sounds like a rhythm game. SteamWorld Heist, which is Which the... has gotten like unbelievably good reviews. Really? Yeah, it's a tactical game, but not a an RPG. Right. Which is why I wasn't trying to pursue it very much. 
but it looks really good. Yeah. Okay. So we may want to pick people it up. People like the developer it. too, so they're going to be very forgiving of them. Um, yeah, but even people that I think would be tougher on a developer that they like have been really, really, really enthusiastic about this game. Okay. That's cool. Yeah, it's a lot of planning your shots and having them ricochet and stuff, I think. Yeah. So, all right, I'll check that out. That's only sixteen ninety nine. Terraria also hits eShop on 3DS. So, does that mean, like, Wii U has Minecraft? Does 3DS have Minecraft? Mm. Minecraft. 3DS. Uh, no. Nope. But uh, Terraria now is on there, so that's that's something. Um, PSP is getting Summon Night 5, because that's coming out. That's the digital version. The physical yeah. version won't be out until next year. Right. We talked about it earlier. Uh, technically, that means PS Vita is also getting Summon Night 5. And uh, that's a game that I think you would be interested in, Anna, but whatever. But no. Because you don't like the developer. Right. You don't like Victor. Is what it really is. Towerfall Ascensions also coming to Vita, which is a cool little multiplayer game. <laughs> Sorry, I can't share that with you. What just <laughs> happened in our house? Um, PC is getting Elite Dangerous Horizons, which sounds like a s- expansion for Elite Dangerous. Alice, are you aware of this? Sorry, can you repeat that? The PC is getting Elite Dangerous Ho- Horizon. Oh yes. What is that? Um, uh, wait, what's the listed release date? Um. Why has it changed? No, I'm just curious. I don't know the specific date here. Let me find out. Elite Dangerous is the first expansion. Elite Dangerous Horizons is the first expansion. To yeah, Elite a Dangerous. new season of expansions is what they're calling it. Hmm. Horizons, at least in the initial release, allows landing on any uh, non-atmosphere planet. Right. Elite Dangerous Horizons is a new season of major gameplay expansions for Elite Dangerous, beginning with planetary landings across the Elite Dangerous galaxy. So I have a listing here for December 15th. Yeah, their official page so still three says days. holiday 20. No, it says available 1215 on their store page. Okay. At Frontier um, on, on their main Frontierstore.net. Page. That's yeah, yeah I linked off, off Yeah, I linked it off their main page. So they, they are linking to store entries for December 15th. So I think that's when you should expect it, Alice. Are you excited for that? Sorry, I accidentally muted myself again. Um, That's funny. The store page still says holiday 2015. Yeah, the beta is currently running for it, um, but nothing you do in the beta, I think, carries over to your main game save file. I still want to get it because I've enjoyed a lot, um, enjoyed Elite Dangerous quite a bit, Um, but I've not, like, put any money down for it or pre-ordered it or anything like that just yet. Um... So, I don't know. I'd, um, I'd make, wait, maybe wait to see when it... Wait until it comes out, basically. I'm not clicking pre-order, damn it. No, I was telling, <laughs> I was, I was telling Anna to do that because that's where she could find the release date. No, uh, I clicked on pre-order from their page. It does, it does say availability on their page, 15, 12, 2015. Okay. So it's right there on the side. Away. You have to go through like 16 different pages no, to get there, which you all click say one holiday. Button. You click one button. Okay. And Chris, instead of clicking that button, click on the store. Oh, I didn't click that button. I clicked the right button. And the store sends you to a page that says coming holiday. Anna, I, this is why That's I was saying weird. to calm down because I didn't want to get into it. I didn't want to embarrass you. I just, the truth is you're bad at shopping. You are much better at shopping <laughs> than I am. Why? You think I'm going to be insulted about that? You're bad Chris, at shopping. You are way better at shopping than I am. All right, let's go, button. Let's go shopping. 
<laughs> no, not today. Republic Episode 4 is coming on December 17th. Yeah, you forgot that game was still a thing, huh? Yeah, well, it's still a thing. Um, let's see. A Thousand Heads Among the Trees, Avarice 2, The Return of the Empress, Axion, Bellroom, Choice of Kung Fu, Contract with the Devil, Dead Star. Wait, Contract with the Devil? Yeah. What's what, that? I don't know. Dragon Path, Giga Chess. Hottiful Boyfriend Holiday Star, the Christmas Hottiful Boyfriend expansion. Anna, you gotta get this. No. Foosball World Tour, Metal Wait, really? War. Yep. Metal War Online Retribution. Oh, RPG, which I've been looking at, and that actually looks like it might be fun. I can't actually see the rest of this. Yeah, scroll down. Double click on it and scroll down. Um, ORPG could be fun. You oh, should. Oh, there we go. I I say check that out, and it's like a dollar. Uh, Quantum Lock. Squad, Star Nomad 2, Stone Tales, Stories of Betham Full Moon, Taimumari, Tanzia, Turnover, and finally, Undercover Missions, Operation Kursk K141. <laughs> what? I don't know. Whatever. Those are your new releases for the week. Enjoy them or not. I don't care. Play Fallout 4 or not. Uh, apparently, no. Nobody wants to play Fallout. You know what the question I didn't ask? Mm-hmm. Since nobody's playing any of the new games, I don't know what anybody actually is playing. Well, then why don't we make that the, the question for the 19th? Okay. What the heck are you actually playing right now? That's your question. What are you playing? Okay. So tell us. Okay. <laughs> A lot of discussion from my folks on that. Okay. Never mind. Anna? Mm-hmm. You're supposed to say, yeah, I, blah, 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 blah. Um, but I already talked about my now playing at the start of the show. Oh, right. That's a good point. Goofball. Oh, I suck at us being host. I am bad hosting. I am going to go blow things up and we attach should, porta-potties to helicopters. put this to sleep. I'm going to put... Oh, my gosh. This is such a long podcast. You know what I can also do? I can attach cows to helicopters. <sighs> That's fun, too. They moo. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We need feedback. Continuing on. Thank you so much for giving feedback to this week's show. This was very fun. Uh, I'm sorry if it was long, but we needed some feedback for once. Yay, so feedback! Thank you. Uh, you can continue to give us feedback at podcast.rpgamer.com, a mailbox that functions now. 608-729-4098 is the voicemail, and the easiest way to do feedback is to go to forums.rpgamer.com and go to the show thread and just uh, go there. It's also linked on the uh, episode archive page up at rpgamer.com uh stay tuned to us for all your rpg needs though i don't know how much there will be for that in the uh holiday weeks but uh yeah we're gonna do a show next week and then are we taking a week or two off or no um well we're gonna be at your dad's so So, yes we're gonna take at least a week off yeah so we'll do a show on the 19th for sure um beyond that i don't know how how things are gonna go probably not probably not shows but we'll remind you of that again next week um all right with that you can catch us live at tw- uh 9 a.m pacific or noon eastern at twitch.tv slash rpgamer and of course you can go to the website which is rpgamer the facebook is facebook.com slash rpgamer the youtube is youtube.com slash rpgamer d-o-t-c-o-m thank you whoever actually picked up rpgamer and uh yeah thanks everybody um drupal 8 is a thing now right yeah. Looking forward to it. That, and why is that a big deal? Site redesign. Site redesign. All right. Thanks, everybody, for watching. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.